is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one. Happy 2000. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Short open. Chicago with the lead. Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mic. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new show of Below the Mic. As you guys know, I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, uh, Mr. Uh, I don't know how to set up my equipment, Speedy Beedy. Remember, you can reach us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And ladies and gentlemen, you can call us at 631 631- 500-0548, you can go to our app. Yes, we have an app. And how many times do I have to tell you guys, if you haven't wiped your own butts, well, you could do this. You could actually go and sit on your toilet and do this. You go to your application stores and iOS and put in WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy Petey, as you know, I am trying to set up our computers, because uh, my great and powerful producer did not do that for me. But uh, that's all I got to say about that. Speedy, what's going on, man? I did not wipe my own butt today, and I, nor did I go oh, to the Oh, so bathroom. you had your mother wipe your ass? My mother's not here. <laughs> well, you just said you didn't wipe your own ass. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take a shit uh, crack. Oh, oh, you were about to say curses. Oh, you uh, hear yeah. that? Speedy Petey is cursing, ladies and gentlemen. Almost. This is the first time for everything Speedy cursed on the show. So, how do you like that? I got Speedy to curse. There you go. Well, Your lifelong mission is complete. Well, I don't know about <laughs> lifelong mission. I'm, I have a lot of lifelong missions, but that wouldn't be one of them. Yeah, sure. I'm aware you have other lifelong missions that aren't going to happen, mm. so nice try. <laughs> Should we tell the fans what we really want to do? No. About? How about that? I think there's a lot of interesting conversations that we can really spit out about Speedy's uh, you-know-who. So, Well, that's not going to happen, but... Shout out to Ike Feldman, who commented in the comments section saying he's downloading it now. Well, well, because Speedy cursed, and he's going to use it on his board. As everybody knows, we do this every single Wednesday, Speedy. Sports and entertainment news. Here we go. The Lakers could send a big package to land DeMar DeRozan. Why would the Lakers do that right now? The Lakers right now, with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James, are a borderline championship team. Now, I don't know if they're going to do what they did last year because I thought the league was a little bit more falling to their feet. Now this year, I think the teams are a little bit better, and the Western Conference still has enough talent to knock them off. But what do you think about this, Speedy? I don't like it because DeRozan has been the biggest issue when the Raptors were bad in the playoffs. He was the biggest problem of everybody, even in comparison to Lowry and Valachunas and other core guys like that. He was the biggest issue, so I do not like this at all for the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers really need that either. They have enough depth, and Schroeder's played well when he's been healthy. Ah, T.Y. Hilton resigns with the Colts. How wonderful. The Colts have themselves a number two, or if you want to say a number one. I think the Colts needed to look for a little bit more help on the wide receiving side, that didn't make no sense, Speedy. Yeah, I think this is really just like a he fits the scheme type guy. Just a 
insurance policy. They're still going to seek more, whether it's the draft or free agency. Interesting, interesting. NFL rumors and news. Mitchell Trubisky falls from grace. Has gone too far. Why Why hasn't it gone too far? Now, I think Mitchell Trubisky should be a starting quarterback in this league. I think if he went to the Patriots, I think he would have done better with the Patriots offense. Uh, with the wide receivers, uh, the short passes, and really the running quarterback. We saw with Cam Newton without of an offensive line. I think Trubisky would have fit better in that scheme. Well, there's not a lot of spots left for starting quarterbacks. There's a lot of starting caliber quarterbacks that are still backups right now. So it's just going to be hard for him to find one. Uh, rumors have been saying Washington, but hasn't been confirmed yet. Mm, Cowboys inform free agent Alden Smith that they won't re-sign him. Well, I'm not surprised. Then he'll go on another drug binge or whatever the heck he does. And then uh, some other team will pick him up and he'll do nothing for the team. And he'll go back to the Cowboys five years from now <laughs> when he's 80 years old. Or back to the Raiders. Why not? Who knows? <laughs> Isaiah Wilson had been arrested in a high-speed chase before the Titans traded him. Well, well, well. I wonder why they traded him. <laughs> yeah. 140 miles per hour. Jeez, man. Ah, the Bengals re-sign Ricardo Allen. Speedy. Not bad for safety depth. He isn't the same player as he was a couple years ago with Atlanta. But, again, it's not bad. The laugh more laughable part is the fact that they signed Eli Apple yesterday. <laughs> How interesting. Uh, Richard Sherman, open to Seahawks reunion in free agency. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> How stupid could he be? Why would he want to go there when Russell Wilson wants out? Doesn't make any sense. What's I think he'll end up with the Raiders, Jets, or Cowboys. Uh, NBA rumors and news. The Cavs' JaVale McGee. Gardening interest for contenders or from contenders. What do you think about that? Why not? He's been on a couple championship and playoff type teams. I I could see where the leadership could matter. And he is what he is at this point. He's not going to do anything uh, outside of the ordinary. Just a bench big man. (laughs) Where do the Chicago Bulls stand in the Lonzo Ball sweepstakes? Uh, Nowhere. Because they're not going anywhere with him. Agreed. Uh, Nuggets interested in acquiring Aaron Gordon and Harrison Barnes. I think that's a good move by them. I don't know why they would want to take on Harrison Barnes' contract when they have enough players similar to him. Gordon, I could see, though, for big man depth off the bench. Mm. Celtics locked in on Aaron Gordon. Why would they be locked in on Aaron Gordon? They have a ton of players like him. Why don't they be locked on a big man? There is a big man with the Cleveland Cavaliers Mm -hmm. that's looking to be signed and looking to be traded for. Why would they give up on that? It doesn't make any sense. Aaron Gordon's more of an offensive big man. They don't really need that. Uh, Aaron Gordon's not even a big man. He's a power forward. MLB rumors and news. The Angels sign A.J. Ramos to a minor league deal. Speedy. Fresh off his terrible stint with the Mets. Good luck with that. But then again, it worked for Hustle Robles, so maybe the the Angels are in the business of rebirthing Mets relievers. Andrew Vaughn will not be stopped, not even by the White Sox. What do you think? Interesting, interesting story. Um, Long-term contract that I think folded a while ago, so... Again, maybe Tony Arusa's got something up his sleeve with that. But, again, what factor he plays on that team, I don't know. <laughs> Ty Gobb game-used bat sells for $1.1 in private sale. Not surprised. I mean, LeBron James's rookie card went for 1.8. So why wouldn't Ty Cobb's bat, which I think should have went even more? I, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I'm surprised it wasn't more. Uh, seriously. You're talking and- over 100 years ago. <laughs> NHL rumors and news. Five bold NHL trade deadline moves for teams and players in the rumor mill. Well, if you guys haven't read this uh, article, there's one name that just keeps to reappear with the NHL, and that's Mr. Eichel, Jack Eichel, possibly going to the L.A., uh, I guess you could say, Kings, 
or could go to the Rangers. I mean, there's so many interesting stories coming out over there. Cakes is interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the final story of the day, the Leafs' primary trade target is Mikhail Granlin. What do you think about that? <laughs> Why? He's been regressing the last couple years. They wow. don't need offensive depth. I never said they were a bright organization. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody did. I'm just saying. Like, well, he, since he left Minnesota, he had some, had some trouble in Nashville. I think he's even been a healthy scratch in some games. And they really lost out badly on that trade, trading a lot of good young players. And for Toronto, does not make sense. Even, it's even so, the third and fourth line guys have played well for them. So I really don't understand that from the least perspective. But again, who knows what Kyle Dubas has been doing since he's uh, taken over. I mean, they're in first place right now, but they're a product of a weak division. and Probably the weakest division in the NHL this year in mm. Canada. Well, that's it for today in sports and entertainment news. I'm sure a lot of people learned something or just completely fell off their damn chair because they heard some garbage. But nevertheless, uh, that is an interesting, interesting story. Ah, here's a story. Breaking news. Uh, Tevin Coleman, first San Francisco 49er free agent to join coach Robert Salas. He signs with the New York Jets wow. today. Wow. I told you that was going to yes, happen. Yes, and Did I not We say both that? encouraged it. I remember that, yeah. Yep. I, I wasn't surprised that that happened. Uh, that's a good move for the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. Very good move for the New York Jets. So why don't we get into football first, and then we'll get into basketball, the trade rumors coming out with the great NBA, the boring and outlandish NBA. But I, I do want to get into this because I think – uh, with with football, football has been the hot topic, and and with these all these pro days, are you watching these pro days? By the I way, I haven't I haven't seen a, I heard I haven't seen a lot of them. I've heard I heard Devontae Smith and uh, Mac Jones did very well in theirs yesterday mm -hmm. uh, for Alabama. But uh, the Alabama, <laughs> your favorite your favorite team, we know. No, Forrest Gump, Alabama. Yeah, we, you know? Well, of course. Well, come on, man, keep it up. Speed need, it up. Speed maybe, it up. For, for, recruit Forrest Gump. Maybe he'd be a first round pick. Well, for the Jets, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, my team is... Uh, I thought that's a bad thing. Well, well, it wasn't a good thing because, uh, you know, Forrest Gump never played in the NFL. He played college football. So, anyways, uh, I, I do want to get into the NFL free agency market. And we, we talk about this a lot. And we, we talk about the Giants and the Jets and how stupid the Giants were oh on giving. And, and I will say this. Um, I don't know if this is a caller. Speedy, you want to answer this just to make sure that it's not a caller? Because if it is a caller, we'll put him through. But... I think that when you look at the big picture and you look at where the NFL is going, you're looking at some guys like Richard Sherman. And, and Richard Sherman is a guy. Is that a guy? Is, is that somebody that's going in? What do we have, Speedy? What, what are you, you're blind or something? Is it somebody? You put him through? Who do we got? Welcome to Below the Mic. Who are we speaking to? This is Kevin. What's going on? Kevin, what's going on, man? Uh, not that much. I just want to call and talk some NBA MVP. All right, let's go. Who do you think is the MVP right now in the NBA? I think it's pretty obvious, and it's, it's people are trying to make it not as obvious as it is, and it's Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Big honey, I think Joker's got it. What, what? No, I, I think Joker's had a fantastic season, but what about LeBron James? LeBron James, look at the team, and I understand he's injured. He might be out for 
probably the next 20 games. There's 30 games left after the trade deadline, but there's still a significant amount of games left. And if LeBron James comes back averaging 25-8-7 and seven or 25-7-8, and eight, I, I mean, those are really good MVP numbers. LeBron James has been, how many times, been screwed mm-hmm. out, of, uh, out of winning the MVP? This is the year. And how about this? How about James Harden? Look what James Harden's done for the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He's had a fantastic year, too. So Jokic has had a fantastic year. But look at where the Nuggets were. The Nuggets, the, what were they? The number one or number two seed last year? They were, yeah, they were uh, number two last year, and then or number three last year. And now this year, they're five right now. Yeah, so they're not even having the season that they once had last year, where they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals and knocked off the Clippers in the semis. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know... Um, why anybody would think Jokic is going to win it, even though Jokic has had a fantastic season. But tell me why you think the Joker deserves to win the MVP right now. Because Jokic, he's um, well, the reason why they took a step back to the five seed is because the players, they haven't been playing good. It's not on Jokic. He's been dominating. Like His stats have all gone up. He's been playing out of this, out of this world, almost averaging a triple-double. Jamal Murray, he hasn't been carrying his load. He's hit or miss. He's supposed to, after what he did in the bubble last year, I thought he'd be taking a step up and taking that next step, and he hasn't. And they lost big pieces like Jeremy Grant. Guys have been injured throughout the season. Um, what's his dude, Harris, Gary Harris, he's been in and out. He's injured. Uh, Will Barton, in and out, injured. Jokic has been carrying this team to the fifth seed, and with it. LeBron James and Anthony Davis out. I see them going past the Lakers. They're playing really well right now. I think they won like 10 out of their last 12. 10 after, <laughs> yep, 10 out of the last 12, yep. So that's the reason why I think uh, Jokic deserves it. And, I mean, Embiid, he was right there neck and neck with Jokic, but he's got injured. LeBron, he was neck and neck. He got injured. That's the funny thing. They're saying LeBron and – because LeBron, uh, Embiid, Jokic – and now that they both got injured, now they want to throw Harden or Damian Lillard. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Jokic is the number one seed. He's the he's the um, betting favorite. He's the front runner, and that's Kevin. He's the, um, Kevin, I have a question for you. Favorite. I have a question for you, Kev. Okay, because I'm a little thrown off with this. Why am I listening to fans say that even though a Lamelo Ball might be out for the season and he might miss the last 30 games of the season, why is he going to win Rookie of the Year when there are other players still playing? You have a guy like uh, Emmanuel Quigley who is playing great basketball for the New York Knicks. If he plays in the next 30 games and averages between 13 and 15 points a game or close to that, why doesn't he win? He wins. Th- he's playing 30 games right now. He has 30 games left of the season. If he stays healthy, he's playing more of more of a an NBA schedule, why is LaMelo Ball, why is everybody saying LaMelo Ball should win no matter what happens uh, in the next 30 games? Why is that? You know why. He's the golden boy. He's, <laughs> he's got the media attention. Why, because his guy. father? <laughs> the golden idiot. He's the Pretty golden much, idiot. That's what, <laughs> that's what he is. I mean. He's got narrative, so that's why he's, he's the favorite. But I will say this. You look at Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo Ball seems like he's the big name right now uh, being waved around. I think Lonzo Ball would fit perfectly with the New York Knicks. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But, Kev, thank you for joining us, bud. Yeah, so that's my thing. It's it's all media. And it's a narrative space. It's on the ESPN, who they want to promote, who they want to um, factor in. It's That's usually how it goes. Like Giannis, 
he, he could be just as in the mix too, but since he won it last year, he's probably not going to win it again. He had a slow start though, so he's not going to get it this year. He's I, not. I think I think the top three right now because of LeBron's injury is, is Jokic, Embiid, and probably Lillard at this point. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard should should get it. I mean, the guy de- yeah, never gets you could enough argue, credit. Yeah, you could argue, yeah, all, all his whole career. He, he never, never gets enough, enough credit over there in Portland because he's over there on the uh, on a side where nobody even knows that there is a basketball team. Oh, yeah, it's their only so, pro sports team. I mean, it's terrible. But, uh, Kev, uh, are you following us on social media? Absolutely. All right, Kev. Thank you for joining us, bud. Keep listening to us. We really appreciate your call. You got it. Take it easy. Kevin, uh, nice kid. Nice kid. Uh, I remember him calling us. Yeah, yeah. He, he calls us at like like six-month spurts all the time. Well, that's good. He, I, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a friendly fan who sta- you know stands uh, to what he believes, and uh, that's good. That's really, really good. But uh, he's right. Jokic deserves it. I, I, I think yeah. there's a couple of players that deserve it. But unfortunately, uh, they're going to give it to the guy that stays healthy for the rest of the season. I, I can't see LaMelo Ball winning the rookie of the year if he's going to miss the last 30 he games shouldn't. of the season. Yeah, you shouldn't if that's the case because you're, you're judging on a much smaller sample size. And- it's not fair. Uh, unfortunately, that same thing is going to hinder LeBron, too, because LeBron's now out indefinitely. He's at least four weeks, maybe more. If LaMelo wins and he misses the rest of the season and LeBron doesn't win the MVP, I'm going to be really pissed yeah. off. Uh, yeah, you have to at least stick to one, like Kevin was saying. I'm going to beat the hell out of Speedy on the live radio show. <laughs> How's that? For Smack him silly. For and, agreeing with And then you? I'm going to tell Adam Silva to kiss my junky little ass, okay? <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, what do I have to do? Seriously. Yeah, it looks like, but Kevin is right. I think Jokic right now is the favorite with uh, tw- uh, almost averaging a triple-double. 8.6 assists is the only thing he's Sweet home Alabama. You like that song? I do, but what, what does that have to do with Nikola Jokic? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just singing the song, Alabama. You know, we were just talking about Alabama. I we want to get back to it. That is true. I want to get back to it. So uh, I, I, I will say this. Uh, the NFL draft is about a month and a half away. Uh, you're looking at free agency, as, as you heard the sources. Sources are saying that Coleman, um, who we I predicted was going to go to the Jets, and, and I'm not surprised he's the only 49er so far that's gone to the Jets, but I do believe Richard Sherman's on his way over there too. I, I, I think one way or another that's going to be uh, the move. And why is he sitting back and waiting? I think he's waiting for the Jets to, to make a bid for him, yeah. and, and the Jets haven't made a bid for him, so he's waiting. So I think there will be one way or another a bid after, if it's not before the draft, It'll be after the draft. So, right. um, but anyways, oh, by the way, Ike says it's an overrated song. So uh, figure that one out. <laughs> um, I will say this. I, I, I look at some of these teams in these rosters and, and I, I say this about the quarterback position. Everybody keeps talking about, well, uh, I, all these teams have quarterbacks. Nobody's going to need a quarterback. And that's why it's going to be very interesting what the Jets are going to do. Why is it going to be interesting what the Jets are going to do? There are a ton of teams looking for a future quarterback in their organization. How many veteran quarterbacks are playing for the teams? The Washington Redskins or, or the Washington football team, they're looking for a quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons, even though they have Matt Ryan, they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Miami doesn't even know who is going to be there for next year or the year after. So they could be looking for a quarterback. Uh, the Bengals, obviously Joe Burrows, if he gets another bad injury, he might be done. I mean, they're always a team that is going to be looking for that next option, that next play for a quarterback. How about the Minnesota Vikings? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a quarterback right now that has been, I mean, back and forth. If he's going to stay here, is he going to go to the San Francisco 49ers? Is he going to go here? Is he going to go there? Why don't we smack Speedy around and, and try to knock him into place or something like that? Maybe he'll end up back in Washington. Maybe he will. <laughs> Maybe that'll wake him up. I, I don't know, but Maybe they'll I, franchise to tag him again. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you, when you look at the objective here, it, you when you bring it, when you look at free agency, you look at a guy that's going to make your team better. And 
I, I question some of the players that are still available on this list. I, I'm so very surprised that Trey Turner is not signed yet. I, I'm very so- surprised about that. But maybe he's looking for a contract from another team that hasn't offered it to him yet. So, you know, you look at some of the options and, and some of the the you know predictions of where some of these players are going. Jadavian Clowney, again, has not been signed. Jadavian Clowney, one of the best underrated pass rushers in the league, is still not signed to a team. But apparently one of the most stingy when it comes to contract negotiations. Well, when it comes to money. You know, it's all about money. Money talks, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, he may be doing it based on the reputation, but again, a down year uh, last year with Tennessee is not going to is going to hurt him too. And uh, according to NFL. they didn't use him right in that defense. I don't think they did either. But again, he also is somebody that should be more scheme versatile given his size, uh, given his speed to the outside that he was. And remember, with Houston, he played in a lot of different schemes uh, with Romeo. Played Crowley. well with Houston, and yeah, he played in a lot of different types of schemes and a lot of different packages with Houston. So he should be able to do it more. And uh, Seattle, he struggled in a four three. Uh, Tennessee, he struggled in a zone blitz type 3-4 with Vrabel, even though uh, Vrabel still is a hybrid to some extent. So it's weird being that what his role is, but may- maybe he's just a number two pass rusher at this point in his career. Maybe he's not the number oh, one. Oh, come on. He he's still he very, very young. He's still in I, agree. I, no, I like him as a player. I like him as a player. I'm just he's saying, a secondary pass rusher. I don't think he is. I'm just saying that maybe that's what It's ridiculous. Teams- put him in the right scheme. If you put him with Robert Sala, forget about it. I guarantee you he's going to get you 13, 14 sacks. You saw what Robert Sala did with players that you never even heard of right. last year. So I, I think that to better his career and maybe open up his you know other team's pockets, you go to a team, you go to a, a coach that's going to help you develop your skill. I don't think there's anybody that's really helped Jadavion Clowney develop his skill when they were comparing his skills to you-know-who well, who played yeah. for the New York Giants. <laughs> Draft reputation, I think, at this point is just another whole thing because it's six years later. But uh, Ike says uh, past his prime. I wouldn't say that. He's still young. And in, probably in his prime. And uh, Houston was a few teams ago. Yeah, I know that. But Houston is where he had the largest sample size of a bulk of his career. Is he, is he as old as the underwear that you're wearing right now? No. <laughs> so how old is your underwear right now? In in, or, what, in what? theory, what, what, how old is your underwear? I don't know. Is it two years old, three years old? How long do you keep your underwear, by the way? Depends on which one. No, I have, just, some, I have some oh, new ones. Tidy whities, you know. Uh, They're not tidy whities. So, and I have some newer ones, semi newer ones, and some. some so what, what's newer ones? Would, what is newer ones? Well, older the last, ones. Last uh, two years. So, so you keep underwear for two years, even if they're grimy and greasy, and maybe uh, you know a pee stain or two. You know, what do you okay, think? If I I wash them, <laughs> so you wash your underwear. So what? You wash your underwear. So because you have a pee stain and you wash them, you'd rather just keep it, right? Because I, I you it's sentimental what? to you. It's sentimental no, to you, right? It's clothing. You're, so, so the cl- why, underwear. You, why you just do you just wear clothing once and then throw it away? I wear underwear, but if if I got a pee stain on my underwear or I got something else there, I'm throwing it out. I mean, two years of underwear use is is, is old. I, I I mean, a year having underwear, you're getting rid of them. I, I get rid of underwear every single year, and I try to. You know, I'm not a boxer short fan, and I definitely don't wear tidy whities like Speedy. I don't. I, I okay. do. You know, I do have a male a male thong or two. You know what I mean? Congratulations. You know, but I don't know if Speedy wants to look at. You know, why would I want to look at that? I don't know. I, you like looking at weird, different things, so I, I think yes, that's, not not those things. Well, what kind of things? What weird things do you like to look at, Speedy? Things that are not attached to human bodies. No, so uh, things, things, animal bodies, animal bodies. Do you like that? You like uh, if they're if they're unique, but not. Oh, so so if if you see a unique thing hanging from an animal body, you're going to look at it. Not not those kinds of things. <laughs> I'm just asking you unique things. So if it's unique, uh, why why won't you look at it? I saw an albino seal once. <laughs> uh, well, that's well, did you did you see anything else with the albino? I don't know. Uh, why don't you answer the phone and, and stop it? And put that on mute, you dumb... I can't even say it. 
Oh, speedy Petey. I, 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 I've lost my will, ladies and gentlemen. Lost my will. It's probably nothing, Speedy. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Anyways, I want to get back into, um, back into what we were just talking about with the NFL free agency market. I, I will say this, and I, a lot of fans wouldn't, wouldn't disagree with me because there's just so much back and forth banter on the thoughts of uh, where some of these teams should go as far as the quarterback. I have always thought that the Oakland Raiders should uh, move on from uh, Carr. And I, I'm not saying that I don't think Carr is a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. I just don't think him and John Gruden get along. I think there's a huge problem over there. I think there's a lot of stuff, and there's nothing convincing to me when you hear stories coming out from that organization that uh, John has been trying to move him for the last two years, Speedy. Well, again, he's been in this rumor for the last couple years. So the fact that it has not a rumor anymore. Yet, those are facts. Yeah, but it, it, we thought that in 2019. We thought that in 2018 when Khalil Mack was going to get traded and Amari Cooper got traded uh, later on in that season, we thought that, all right, maybe this, maybe he's going to go next. The, the Raiders are just going to rebuild everything. Then they do a bunch of weird things. And then now this offseason, I don't know what they're doing. They, they brought in Nagakaway, which was nice, but then all of a sudden it's gone downhill from there. So I don't know what the Raiders are doing at this point. But again, could it be something with the other outlash of other quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, obviously before his whole allegations thing, like Russell Wilson now? Uh, obviously, we saw with Goff and Stafford, maybe he has a little more leverage. But still, I, it feels like an old rumor at this point. I don't think it's an old rumor. I just think it's a rumor. And I, I'm questioning when you look at some of these teams and some of the arguments of these teams on where uh, they're looking and, and they're trying to fill in the quarterback. For instance, uh, why is it that the Oakland Raiders re-signed Marcus Mariota? And they gave him a pretty good contract for a backup quarterback. I think they gave him, what, what was it, $8 million? Yeah, 8.5, I think. $8.5 million a year? I mean, that's a lot of money for a backup quarterback, don't you think? Yeah, but again, Mariota is also a good insurance policy because we've seen Carbon be injury prone. Obviously, he's been injury prone too, Mariota. That's why he lost his job to. Uh, that's why he's lost his job in certain instances. And obviously, Ryan Tannehill took it over from there. But still, that's not. It's still not a bad insurance policy to have. I don't think it's really because of Carr wanting out or him trying to get traded, though. I think they signed him in anticipation of the injuries, and especially now with all the offensive line purging they've done for whatever reason. I like that be... word, purging. That's yeah. the day. That's the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, from Speedy Petey, the great underwear man himself, Speedy Petey, uh, purging. So if you don't want to purge, uh, just reach out to Speedy. He'll purge you. you right, and don't reach out to Mike Mayock and John Gruden because well, they, that's all they want to do with every single roster that they start to build something and then they decide to get rid of it. So I don't know what they're doing. Well, I, I think that Mayock is a very smart man. Now, I don't know about John Gruden, but John Gruden has had has a lot of success. I mean, he's been away from football for eight or nine years. He was a, uh, he was an analyst. Anybody that comes, from fo- comes back from football as long as he has and still has built a successful offense, that offense was pretty damn good. At certain aspects of their game, especially adding Jacobs. Jacobs, who's one of the best young running backs in the league. I think they do need to add some wide receiving uh, yeah. you know, depth. But I still think, and I, I last year I did not like Ruggs. I did not like Ruggs nope. as early as they did. I, I was very surprised uh, when uh, there was somebody from the Cowboys. Uh, and by the way, the, anybody that doesn't think that you know who I'm talking about, Speedy, spit it out. Lamb. <laughs> yes, C.D. Lamb isn't a good wide receiver, wasn't going to be a good wide receiver, doesn't know football. Doesn't know football. 
And there was one somebody from over there in Cowboy Land, <laughs> the Beavy, <laughs> Mr. Beaver, who thinks that CeeDee Lamb uh, McKinney, who came from Alabama, the safety, should have been drafted before CeeDee Lamb. Well, and McKinney was a second-round draft pick, who's a decent safety. Why were they four games last Why were they year? looking for other safety help this offseason if they thought that McKinney was going to be their future? I mean, seriously. And he, you wouldn't draft CeeDee Lamb? It's ridiculous. I'll gl- ridiculous. gladly swap again, Beef. I mean, well, let would. us run our teams. Uh, well, let us run our teams. The Giants need a wide receiver uh, to, to complement now overpaid Kenny Galladay. And, yeah, Dallas. Dallas uh, Who do you they, think is better, Kenny Galladay or C.D. Lamb? I think Lamb will be. Uh, I, mean, I think Galladay's probably better right now, but I think Lamb will be probably this year. Uh, you just got to see him play more. But I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think talent-wise, Lamb's going to be there. <laughs> I, I just I, – I'm so thrown off where some of these uh, GMs and some of these head coaches are looking for particular players that fit their schemes. I understand football is a scheme sport. Ask Rex Ryan. It's all about scheme. But his schemes uh, didn't work in Buffalo. It worked with the New York Jets because he had the right particular players that fit his scheme. Mm-hmm. Now you look at you look at teams like the Patriots who decided to open up their pockets this year and players that I believe didn't fit their scheme. Now, I... Again, I still think the the Patriots made some good moves that made them a better team, but does it does it really fit what they're going to be doing in the near future in the next two or three years? Overpaying guys like Judon, who I st- I don't care what you say, Speedy, I don't think he fits the scheme. I don't think he fits the Patriot way. So uh, obviously, coming from the Baltimore Ravens, and also Lamar Jackson, uh, what is the Baltimore Ravens doing with that? <laughs> We've seen Patrick Mahomes get a contract, Deshaun Watson get a contract, uh, we're seeing uh, Josh Allen get a contract. Why? haven't we seen Lamar Jackson get a contract? Now, Baker Mayfield will probably get that big contract at the end of the season, especially if he produces again this year after what he did in the playoffs last year. I think Baker's going to get a big contract. We all know what Sam Donald is. He doesn't deserve a contract yet or an extension. And Josh Allen is swimming somewhere with Tampa, okay? Under the uh, under the sharks or under the sea, okay? <laughs> so you can sing it with Sebastian if you want or a Little Mermaid. <laughs> but all in all... I, I would say that Lamar Jackson deserves the money. He deserves the opportunity to get that big payday. And the fact that the Baltimore Ravens haven't opened up their pocket, to me, tells me that they don't trust Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think this maybe they're trying to have him go for a bounce-back year. Bounce-back year? He had a pretty good year. He had a... He had a- he was oh, a top ten quarterback. Uh, he was, yeah, he was fine, but he wasn't like the I would get paid in that kind of range type quarterback. And maybe that's what they're trying to prove it. And especially like you've mentioned with his playoff woes too. Maybe that's something that concerns them for a team that they know is going to be good for a while. A good young core. They they lost their pass rushers, okay, but they tend to develop those well. And that's really it. So I think in terms of that, they're maybe factoring in. All right, let's prove yourself. Maybe they'll get paid in season. Maybe he'll get paid. Maybe once they figure out their draft situation, maybe they're maybe they'll draft a receiver, something like that. Or they again, maybe they're thinking, let's try to bargain for this. And Lamar Jackson's thinking, oh, all right, hairball. Lamar Jackson's maybe thinking, no, I deserve more too. So I, that's where I think the leeway could be because the Ravens, we know, is a notoriously stingy organization when it comes to paying players too. No, I, I think Lamar Jackson deserves absolutely the contract that he deserves. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that got, got all these contracts. I don't care if he's done it one year or if he's done it two years. He won an MVP and he took his team to the playoffs not once, not twice, but three times. If you take your team three times to the playoffs, you deserve another contract. Now, Unfortunately, he's not proven himself in the playoffs as Patrick Mahomes has done that. And we haven't even seen Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. So, unfortunately, that's been uh, the breakout for these quarterbacks, especially in the quarterback classes of the last three years. But again, Justin Herbert, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass up to believe 
that the the L.A. Rams, I mean, I'm not the L.A. Rams, the LA, L.A. Chargers at the end of this season will give Justin Herbert an extension. And the reason why they're going to give him an extension because they're going to tell him that they believe in him. If you don't believe in Lamar Jackson, you might as well trade him. It doesn't make any sense why they would keep him. Does that make sense to you, Speedy? I again, they have to judge the value of the start of the season because we know his value. The obviously, value of what the guy won an MVP. He was he was a top ten quarterback last year. He's going to he's got he's he took his team to the playoffs three times in a row. Uh, yes, he hasn't proved himself in the playoffs. How many teams? How many quarterbacks have proven themselves in the playoffs? And yes, he's still an elite quarterback. He's in a he's to, in the top ten echelon quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Baker Mayfield still isn't. So that's why Baker you're daggling Baker Mayfield on what he should get or what he should not get. But the comparison isn't Baker right now because Baker doesn't have a contract. Who's the comparison either. to? The comparison is what you mentioned, Deshaun Watson at the moment. Deshaun Watson, do you ever win an MVP? No. Did Deshaun Watson ever play in the playoffs? Yes. Did he win in the playoffs? Yes. Okay. How about how about Lamar Jackson? Did he ever win in the playoffs? He won, but he didn't play okay. well. Okay. It doesn't matter. How many times did he make it to the playoffs? Three. Okay. So a guy that's made it to the playoffs three times, yes, he's won once, but he's won an MVP. Who, if you look at their background and kind of compare and contrast those players, who would you take? You're going to take Lamar Jackson, and the reason why is he's been more successful so far. But even Lamar though Jackson I think successful in the Texans, e- though, even though I think Deshaun Watson is a better all-around quarterback who has achieved more, and that is Deshaun, uh, the Lamar Jackson, not Deshaun Watson. Now, uh, would he produce like he produced with the with uh, with the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know. I can't argue if he could or he couldn't. Now, the question is, when you look at Lamar Jackson and what he has done in the last couple of years, has he done enough to win that kind of money, to get that kind of money? And the answer is absolutely. Absolutely. How many quarterbacks could you say right now in the NFL has played better than Lamar Jackson in the last two seasons? How many? Five, maybe. That's it. So you got all these guys. You got Patrick Mahomes got a $500 million contract. You got Deshaun Watson who got a $140 million contract. You got Russell Wilson a couple of years ago got an extension. You've seen Rodgers get a, an extension. You've seen all these quarterbacks. Back. Hey, how about this? Cousins got an extension. Cousins. Now, who's better right now? Who would you choose right now to be your starting quarterback of your team if you were to choose from one or the other? Cousins or Lamar Jackson? Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Why did Cousins got an extension of $60, $70 million? That's crazy. And what Baltimore's doing is showing them that he doesn't deserve the money and that, that they don't trust him as a quarterback. So you know what that tells me as Lamar Jackson is? I want out. I don't want to be here. Now, I want to be where we haven't, we haven't heard those requests me. yet from what he actually wants, what he thinks should be paid right now. So, again, that's still to be determined being it's his his – technically last year if he doesn't get the fifth year extension he was a first round pick but the change of pace uh with the new rules can make a difference in that uh cjd simone asks who do you think can sustain their current level of play mayfield jackson or allen most likely josh allen because josh allen i think has the most well-rounded skill set of the three throw on the run big arm obviously and again the organization has done a good job in terms of maintaining certain things around him the only thing that is questionable right now because they're still young and they struggled last year was the running backs but receivers are there o-line is there and their gm has been very good so I, right now that's the direction i go and not that the ravens gm hasn't been good i don't know i don't know if i trust allen he's a big man who has had shoulder problems i'm gonna go with lamar jackson he's the only one uh besides his uh his well it's in the last three years he hasn't really fought a lot of injuries lamar jackson has been pretty healthy Okay. So I'm going to take the guy that's been more healthy. Now, Lamar Jackson is a runner. He depends on his legs. And as we've seen running quarterbacks in the last couple of years, they have fallen apart after a certain amount of time. But right now, being that Lamar Jackson
Jackson's, what, 24 years old? Yep. And he still has, I'd say I would take Lamar Jackson out of all three of these quarterbacks. Out of all three of these quarterbacks. Who's done better? Allen, Mayfield, or Jackson? Three years, Jackson. I would say two years, Allen. But uh, in terms of the three-year sample, definitely Jackson because uh, Josh Allen's 20. Why did Allen get an extension? I don't think he did. I think he got an extension, didn't he? Uh, I didn't hear anything about that. Really? He never got an extension? But well, he's going to get an extension. He, he will, yeah. He's, he's in the same situation with, with no, Lamar Jackson. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because well, same draft. Allen, Allen, Allen is not. Allen's going to get that contract. There's a guaranteed Allen's getting that contract. He is the franchise. We don't know what Lamar Jackson is. We don't know if the Baltimore Ravens think that Lamar Jackson is the future of this organization. How many times have I heard from Baltimore Raven fans on this show throughout the social media market that they don't watch uh, Lamar Jackson? And be- best believe... <laughs> Best believe that there are a lot of teams that will line up for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, right now. Uh, any Ravens fan who's saying that, uh, yeah, you, you've heard it. Whatever, any fan. I don't know any Ravens fans. So I I'm know just saying. you haven't seen it on social media. And clear up your voice, Dan. You sound like you have a hairball down your throat. No, I don't. But still, any Lamar, any Ravens fan that's saying that you've had one good quarterback in your franchise history and. They were debating if he was elite or not, which he only was for one season. But Lamar Jackson's the best one they've had. So if you're going to let him go and try to find another quarterback when you've had a bad history of quarterbacks outside of Flacco, and Flacco was even just above average at best, yeah, have fun with that one. When the Ravens develop other positions well, so they're going to pay. They should pay him. They developed quarterbacks before. I mean, look look at uh, with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won him a Super Bowl. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl. He had one of the best MVP runs. And and, Lamar, and Joe Flacco for nine years was a portal line play a uh, pro ball player. He was a good quarterback. Now, is he a Hall of Famer? No. no. Is Lamar Jackson right now, if, if Lamar Jackson keeps up the game and the way he's playing and the pace, he wins the Super Bowl, he's he's a borderline Hall of Famer. And that's the way I look at it. Lamar Jackson is a great talent. How many players could you, how many quarterbacks that you know can run uh, run a 40 in 4-3? Okay, there there is nobody because he's the only player that's ever done that. Right. Okay, so not even Michael Vick did it that fast. Justin Fields was close. He had four four one. No, no, and Justin Fields already said he's going to do it in a four three at his pro day. He didn't mm-hmm. even do it in his pro day. Right. So again, I, I'm looking at the big picture right now. Does Lamar Jackson or? or uh, Earn, has he earned the money, and ha- does he deserve the money? And the answer is yes. Now, is the Baltimore Ravens going to be the capable team that's going to give it to him? How about this? Kyler Murray, if he play- has another good season this year, should Arizona extend him? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Right now, the way the contracts are going up, why wouldn't you extend him now? Because a few years from now, the contracts could be a million dollars. Right, and the overall salary cap is going to go up at least $30 million in some year, whenever, obviously, this pandemic thing uh, goes through and or passes by, and all of a sudden, the fans are back to normal again, and the revenue will be back to normal. Are you back to normal? Are you wearing your tidies? Are you back to normal? Does it look like I changed my clothes on? I don't the know show? if you're wearing underwear. You, you I am wearing underwear. But you just you you've told me plenty of times. I told you when I was at my house for the Thanksgiving break when the day or the day after when that storm was there, so I couldn't come back. Mm. That day I could not get into the shower because my brothers were in there, and then I had to set up our guests. So I left my pajamas on. No, you left your pajamas on with no underwear on. Okay. Did you say that? Do you sleep without any underwear? Have you ever gone butt ass naked under the no, covers? No. Never? No. You've never slept butt ass naked? I get itchy naked? and cold. Itchy and cold? Yes. What? Itchy where? Between your legs? What, what uh, it? Certain spots. Mainly my back. Your back, and you get itchy? So wear yes. a t shirt. What does that have anything to do? That's, wear a t shirt yeah, and wear no underwear. Yeah, that's the, if, if I was naked. Evaluate yeah. <laughs> the feeling of the nice, soft, you know, blanket uh, rubbing against your uh, crotch. I mean, that would feel good, right? I don't know. Uh, you don't know. Why don't you try it? Why don't you do that and tell me if how uh, you like it? How about that? Would you do it? 
Would you absolutely? No, I didn't try do it, it willingly. I've uh, done it unconsciously at times. So do it unconsciously and do it. <laughs> How do you do something unconsciously? I don't know. When you're unconscious, you don't know what you're doing. Well, then do it. <laughs> Get drunk or you know, drink a couple of beers and, and go to sleep. Yeah, or fall over. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to deliberately be able to do it. So. Well, I could something you'd be done unconscious is not something you're doing on decision. Well, it's something that I think that you need to try. Okay. How do you try something unconsciously? I don't know. You chew it. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> so try it. If you if you know what you're if you know or make a decision of what you're doing that's not unconscious. Well, for me it is. I mean, for if I'm sitting what on are you, something, a zombie? I I am a zombie. I barely sleep. I mean, seriously. Anyways, um, finishing up with my conversation here with you because you're just completely lost. Um, I'm not the one bringing up these scenarios. They're, okay. not, they're not scenarios. They're actually things that actually come to fruition. I think they work. Congratulations. I think, I think you need to understand something, Speedy. You have to try things. I mean, shaving those things over there between your legs do work, too. I mean, you need to do that. Start, instead of an Amazon rainforest, okay? That's what, uh, to me, I, I live and die by shaving between my legs, okay? You need to do the same if you want to draw women to you. Anyways... I want to finish up. So I I will get into this, and I will say this. Right now, the Chicago Bears are looking for a quarterback, okay? Andy Dalton is a guy that uh, could be a good backup quarterback. I don't know if you're going to go into the season trusting that Andy Dalton is going to make you uh, a better team and is going to bring you to the promised land, okay? I I don't know if he's the quarterback that you think that will drive your team to a Super Bowl uh, contention. Now, I think their team is built to win a Super Bowl. Defensively, they're right there. Offensively, they have one of the best wide receivers in football. Um, they have a pretty good, not a great, but a pretty good running game. Yeah. And they need, uh, I think they need some weapon, uh, another weapon on the outside. Um, the question is, who is going to play quarterback? And is their coach uh, capable of going to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl? Because we saw the best chance that they had was Khalil Mack's first year, and uh, he decided to... Uh, rely on a kicker for a 30-something yard field goal kick, and he missed it not once, but twice in the game, okay? So, and he's no longer playing in the NFL. So, I mean, what are they going to do? Throw it downfield? I mean, 16 game. I mean, it would probably would have probably had a better chance, I mean, with that field goal kick, but seriously. Um, I think Chicago needs to make a move, and Russell Wilson, uh, they made a move for, they offered him triple, three first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Uh, I don't think... I don't think Seattle's trading Russell Wilson unless something just pops out of them and says, okay, this is going to solidify who we are as a team. This is going to take us to the to, to our next range of opportunities to win a Super Bowl in the future, in the next five to ten years. I don't know if they're going to trade Russell Wilson, especially because he's a Samaritan from the organization and for the city of Seattle, where there is not much hockey there except uh, the Krakens. Ah, oh, your favorite. Yes. <laughs> the great and utter stupidity Krakens organization. But, um, I mean, Speedy, what st- stood out to you so far in free agency right now? Uh, it's interesting a lot of the pass rushers have not been assigned. We talked about Clowney earlier, but I think he's just being stingy. A lot of the veteran pass rushers, though, we saw them go for bargain contracts last year, which I th- I'm surprised teams haven't been able to work with them yet on getting other bargain contracts. I know you mentioned Dunlap for the Jets uh, to pair along with Lawson again. I want to see that. Yeah, I think which that makes would be sense. a great yeah. move for Which that. makes sense for the for the chemistry purposes. The only thing that concerns me a little bit about that is they're both more on the speed rushing side, but still, the Jets need edge rushers regardless, so they should go after that. Everson Griffin's another one. Uh, Melvin Ingram's another big one that uh, opted, Mel out his, Mel. opted out of his contract with the Chargers because he had the player option from the extension he signed last year, and we know the 
Chargers being notoriously cheap naturally let him go. So he's now testing the waters, and he was hurt last he's year. He's a but perfect it, guy for the Jets. Yeah, he's, I really he, like him. He's, he was hurt last year, but beyond that, he's been pretty healthy in his career. He's Good pass rusher. 30 too. years old, so it's not, uh, not super old. So the, he can probably get a three-year deal and uh, work that out somewhere. And, yes, that would definitely be – Three I years, think, $36 million. Yeah, I think that would definitely be uh, the – Top in terms of overall talent target for the Jets. Uh, Dunlap obviously makes the most sense for, for Lawson, but again, it'll depend on what Robert Sala likes. The only thing that's concerning with both Ingram and Dunlap is they've both fallen off as run stoppers, though. Mm. But I don't know if the Jets really need that as much because their run defense, even as bad as their overall defense has been, has been notoriously good. I'm also talking about free agents that really stand out to me right now that can make a team that much better and be a Super Bowl contender. We all know Tampa doesn't have much to spend now this offseason, especially given Gronkowski that extension and uh, Fran. Chosen Godwin, uh, which we knew they were going to do. And I do believe that at some time around the draft, they're going to trade Godwin. I really do believe it. Hmm. I It makes a lot of sense because Godwin, they're not going to be able to re-sign after they franchise him this year. What, are they going to make one more run with Godwin and then they're going to trade him or are they going to let him go to free agency and let him test the waters? It makes no sense. I would try to move him now because you could probably get an early second-round draft pick for Godwin, especially the age that he is and and what teams are willing to give up. There are many teams right now looking for a star uh, wide receiver. We just talked about one, the Ravens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The Ravens, who needs that uh, that other guy. I think it makes more sense for Antonio Brown going there because Hollywood Brown is there. That's his cousin. (laughs) I think that makes sense. And I think Antonio Brown will play for Baltimore. And and Baltimore has been known to bring bring in uh, veteran uh, wide receivers that have problems in the league, a.k.a. somebody who they brought in last year who's had problems with the league and, and played well, played very well. The Ravens just have a bad history of free agent wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. So I think that when you look at the big picture and, and you look at where some of these teams lie, I think uh, there's a lot of moves that they can make where that can solidify them and really put them on top of their division. Uh, the question is, is it going to put them on top of the league? I don't think there's any one or two moves right now that can make a team on, you know, Uh, the number one Super Bowl contender. Right now, going into this year, I think there's a lot of deficiencies with Kansas City, with the tackle position, so I'm not picking them to win if they don't add a tackle, especially in this year's draft. And They'll still win the division, but yeah. Yeah, but they're not making... They're not... You saw what they did in the playoffs without any tackles. They couldn't do anything. Patrick Mahomes had his tail between his legs, okay? And they still almost lost to the Browns. Well, not saying a lot. Uh, It's not saying much with Baker Mayfield, that's for sure. Hey, Baker played well. Yes, he did. Give him credit. Yeah, the one bad interception. You know what's funny? My watch, my uh, Apple Watch, told me to breathe. <laughs> so I guess I'm not breathing. I, I guess your Apple Watch isn't listening to the, to the show. <laughs> hey, Apple, hey, Apple Watch. Uh, we're on a Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and, uh, and our app. Download our app, Apple Watch. You have the abilities to do that. You just don't know how to do it on yourself, apparently. Well, I'm a little lost, <laughs> especially when I sit next to a, a nice, uh, tidy whitey man himself. The smell is stenchy, and the bowls are rocking. Right, uh, the, the, only, the only thing that's white that's on my my body is partially my shirt. Well, it's definitely not between your legs because you haven't shaved. And my there. socks. Uh, you haven't shaved over there, as, as everybody knows. Why, why would that matter? <laughs> well, it matters a lot. I mean, a hairy. Um, a so hairy... I would paint my. I would paint down there to make it white. I, I would. I, that would be a smart idea. I think. Uh, why would you... I want that? Well, why wouldn't you want to shave over there? I mean, why would I want paint on them? Well, maybe. Uh, maybe it wouldn't matter if it, it had hair between there. You know. Why would I want to smell like paint and feel paint on my on my. Uh, uh, my crotch, your, your crotch. There you go. You're, you're, you're learning right now because today, if anybody didn't hear, Speedy set a curse on our radio show for the first time in his illustrious career of the worldwide sports radio network. I had him curse. Congratulations! I have won. Would you like I have a medal? Won. I have won. 
I mean, we don't curse on our network, on our shows, but, uh, you know, once once in a blue moon, you know, throwing a nice little curveball for the great Speedy Petey always oh, works. Oh, God, really? Uh, I, Anthony LaRocco, really? Uh, Sarge is going to shave it for him? I yeah. think it would be a good oh, idea. God. I mean, a guy like Sarge, could you imagine <laughs> oh my God. Ashley Sarge? I mean, I mean, obviously he can't knee down because he only has one leg. But uh, Ashley, uh, you know, sitting flat on his ass and, uh, you know, shaving. I mean, Ashley could teach him a thing or two. You know, I mean, he's oh, being in, a, in his 60s. I mean, he's he's had his work, you know, work done, you know, right? Sure, I you, guess. You think Ashley shaves over there? I don't know. I, I mean, if tell you were you. to predict, if you were, I'm going to say no, just because he's, he's oh, so weird. He, he's got so. an Amazon rainforest over there too. I don't know. I mean, you just said it. I'm not. Well, he also has thin hair, so maybe I'm not convinced he also grows there. Oh, so so, so you you think that he's like a, an albino over there? Is that what you're saying? And albino's a skin thing, not a hair thing. Well, by I the think, way, I think alopecia is the name of the hair one. Alopecia, and obviously Anthony LaRocca says he's a movie star now. Well, I wouldn't say movie star. Well, he's made cameos. I don't know if I would call that a star. I would say he was more of a you know a background star. You know what I right. mean? Like if you want to look at somebody's ass in the background, <laughs> you can look at Ashley. Uh, I don't know if anyone want to look at that, but okay. Well, you, you wouldn't want to see my ass in the background. Are you Ashley Sarge? No, but my ass is, I didn't you think know, so. it's nice, and it, it's got a nice Congratulations. round. Congratulations. You know, a round you, shape, you know. Okay. So, so, so get, mean, a, get, a, get a movie cameo and see how many, uh, uh, poll 100 How many people. hits? I mean, a Poll 100 people. people and see how many you enjoyed it. I, I don't know how many people would actually uh, enjoy looking at my ass for a, a minimum amount of time, but I mean, just taking a look at it, especially women, I, I mean, I have a bubble butt, you know? So okay, the context is cameos, though not uh, well. I'm just asking. Not, uh, I'm just random, random into conversation instances here, where uh, people are going crazy make a little and, bit of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and drinking a ton. But okay, well, I don't drink, so there <laughs> not you go. You, the people that we well, hypothetically better, looking at. Them. So if they're if they're drinking, obviously like something that they see, right? Sure. Okay. So, I guess. so if I had you drinking and you you, you had a not me, I'm talking. You, you just yeah. said women. Well, well now you're yeah. switching it back to well, me. I don't know because sometimes I wonder if you're half woman, half man. What do you think? You, you I would that? tell you if I was. Uh, well, I, I don't think you would because you don't tell me a lot of things. You, you, there's, there are some things that are not Yes, mentioned. there's some things I don't need you to drag on. I know. Well, well I like to drag things on. We know. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> if I tell you one small thing, you'll turn it into some other weird well, scenario. give me a small thing. Give me something that, that is small before we go to break. Okay. I, I, I say some – I'll say a random – animal for example and then you'll say all right uh, you want to you want to you want to take it in the ass or you want to uh, do something with it it's Hold uh, on it's one private area so wait a second you mentioned an animal and i tell you to take it in the ass Sometimes. No, I don't. Yes, you have. I have never said that. Oh, God. I've said other things, but I haven't said that. Why would I bring up an animal and say, would you take it in the ass? All right. We've heard uh, horses. We've heard monkeys. We've heard... uh... Monkeys are good. Monkeys are very good, especially gorillas. Anyways. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, all those contexts, I'll say it in a completely random other instance or a logical instance for that name, even maybe a team name of something, and you'll say, oh, yeah, do you want to do this to the animal? And that'll be... Yeah, uh, well, you... you, Like I said, you like to... uh, bleed your old lizard, right? Oh, now you're bringing lizards into this? Yeah, do you ever bleed your own lizard? Have How you would I ble- want to make a lizard bleed? No, but there's a lizard that you know that actually moves around in your pants, right? If I had a lizard in my pants, I would see it. Well, obviously you see it because... Lizards you, are very vibrant colors. You have to bleed the lizard, man. You Why would I ble- make a lizard bleed? Um, well, I just told you, you have a lizard in your pants. 
No, oh. I don't. Oh. If I had a lizard, mm-hmm. I would I would take it out and put it in a. Well, in you a... do take it out every single day. What? You do. You take it out every single day. You pet it, and you make sure that he's uh, fed in all different ways. How right? big do you think this lizard is that I would pet? It? Very small, right? <laughs> I would pet a small is your lizard, lizard. That would be implying. Would you rather a big lizard or a small lizard? Okay. What's the objective here? The objective. The objective is is do you like small lizards or big lizards? I don't care. I like. Vibrant color lizards. Oh, so vibrant color. So yours is a vibrant color. I don't have a lizard. All right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will get into the NBA and the trade deadline. Where do the Brooklyn Nets go? Which is nowhere because they don't have any money. But whoever uh, decides to be bought out, I'm sure they'll have uh, a list of players that they want to bring in. Or where do the New York Knicks go? Is Lonzo Ball the guy on their hit list? Or is it Victor? All in Depot. When we come back, I will tell you who the Knicks will sign tomorrow and bring in from a trade, and I will tell you that I am a genius and a genie when we come back here on Below the Mic. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, I feel like I'm in a techno club or something. Whoa, whoa, put your hands up. Oh, oh, oh. As you guys know, this is the weekend. Oh, I almost said the weekend crunch. This is Below the Mic. I'm your host. I got it. I will say this. I have a ton of shows on this network, and that's why we're transitioning into one show next month. Uh, it's going to be a new and improved show. There will no longer be Below the Mic or Down to the Wire, ladies and gentlemen. It will be the Sports Speedy Loudmouths. The Sports Loudmouths. Uh, Joshua Silverberg will be joining me as our partner. It will be me, Speedy, and Joshua. And we might have a reporter uh, joining our show as well. So that's something in the works right now as we speak. Uh, but. Like I said, uh, I have a ton of shows, and I'm kind of lost sometimes on all the shows. So uh, I, I am going to call this show, well, it is called Below the Mic. You can call us at 631-500-0548, and you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app. Yes, download it. If you haven't done it, I can smack you around a couple times like I do to Speedy. And t- sometimes, you, you know, you can tie Speedy's uh, underwear to a branch and hopefully he hangs. But uh, he's so loud. Li- uh, I mean, I'm sorry, light. I almost said lied. That's so a good word. you're light and loud, I guess? I think that would be good. <laughs> so we could call it lied. You know, what do you think about that? The uh, lied is lied. Errol's Dictionary. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of words that I bring to this network, so that would be a new, new word for The me. lied is live. <laughs> the lied is live with Speedy Petey. Anyways, uh, uh, you could also, ladies and gentlemen, check out our website, like I just said, and we have a great, great website, and we're going to have a trivia contest starting next month called the New York Minute Trivia Game. And uh, we're going to have seven questions, which will be timed. You get to try it one time every 72 hours where you can win jerseys, tickets, opportunities to win all different gifts from here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yes, for Anthony, we are going to get into some hockey in just a, a, a bit of moments. But I want to get into the NBA. And the interesting story right now with the NBA is the trade deadline tomorrow. Now, uh, the New York Knicks being a team that has been 
you know, in the works of talking about a lot of players bringing them to the team. And one one particular player is Victor Olandipo. Now, Victor Olandipo is a guy that the Knicks have been looking uh, to make a move for for the last, I would say, two years, since last year's trade deadline. Uh, it didn't work out last year. Victor Olandipo was not traded after getting coming back from injury from the Pacers and then gets traded this past year early in the season in the James Harden trade. Now, Victor Oladipo already came out and said that he's not re-signing with the Rockets. He wants to test the waters, and there's only two teams that are on his radar. Uh, the Miami Heat, which a lot of people think are going to do everything they possibly can to land him before the playoffs, or the New York Knicks. Now, Speedy, honestly, when you look at Victor Oladipo, who and where does he fit right now in the NBA? Uh, definitely Miami is one because Miami could use that. So other you one. think he's th- that's the number one team? Well, in terms of more of a fit, because the Knicks make sense too. I'm not I'm not denying that the Knicks have been a better team this year. The, the Knicks have been uh, similar to the Heat right now. I think they're one game back or something like that. But uh, they've been a better all around team all season long. Sure, which is fair. But still, the, Miami definitely could use that other wing guy because the Knicks have a lot of those uh, backcourt wing guys, especially with their, with their young players like Quigley playing as well as, as they have R.J. Barrett, obviously borderline All Star type player. And Miami's had their depth issues this year. They have Hero shooting well and, and Butler now playing well after they was really just fatigued in the beginning of the season. But that other guy to help out could definitely make a difference. Now, the Knicks obviously have more to trade. So if the Knicks want to give Houston that little extra, maybe the extra first-round pick or something like that, the extra young player. Because I don't think Houston's going to get a lot back now that Oladipo's essentially forcing his way out at this point, And the Rockets are not going to have a lot of leverage anymore. But it's still going to take a good amount. And the Knicks have a little more there. But again, the fit for Miami. Me. Him kind of like Jimmy Butler being disrespected as that star player for years. We, we talked about it earlier with Damian Lillard. He's kind of forgotten about when it comes to like his level of talent of players where you think of all these young guys. So I could see that kind of thing maybe teaming up together. Him and Butler making a lot of sense. But again, the Knicks have more leverage if they want to do that too. Victor Olandipo. And this is the well, who would you rather right now if you had an opportunity to get one or the other? Victor Olandipo, Alonzo Ball. Olandipo in a heartbeat. Why? Because now the Knicks need a point guard. They need a guy that can go up and down the court, who could pass the ball, that can get, feed guys like Obi Toppin. I think he can help Obi Toppin and make Obi Toppin a better player, uh, who is as a lack of confidence right now. As you saw Julius Randle yesterday talk to him uh, after the game. Uh, I think uh, the point guard would fit more than the the shooting guard. The two. See, I think Oladipo's value now in the last week has really dropped, though, because the Rockets haven't been able to trade him. He's been on the rumor mill for a month now, and he still hasn't gone anywhere. The Rockets have not gone anywhere. They're the second worst, second worst team in the Western Conference besides Minnesota. So their leverage is looking a lot more, and I think the gap between Lonzo and Oladipo as talents is still pretty significant. That's not what I'm saying. Emmanuel quickly right now looks like he's, he's going to be the two for the New York Knicks in the future. Why would you extend, and if you're going to make a trade for Victor Oladipo, you're going to, you're going to sign up for an extension for a significant amount of time. Are you willing to take the ball out of Emmanuel Quickly's hands, knowing that you have a young talent that should be playing next year more minutes? He's playing 20 minutes right now. He should be playing 30 minutes next year. If you give Victor Oladipo that kind of contract, and uh, he loses the whole concept of what Quickly could be in the future for the organization. I don't think so, because I think both of them have shown flashes of where they could play point guard. Obviously, Oladipo did at, at certain points when he was with Indiana, and then Indiana made other trades to get uh, to get uh, the uh, other point guards, veteran point guards, in there. So I don't think it'll really affect him. I don't mind the dual guard system either. I, I think the NBA is becoming more positionless, if you can shoot type thing, where twos can be threes, threes can be fours in certain other instances. 
It's more than we've ever seen before. Ones can be twos. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the dual point guard type system. And if Quigley develops into a point guard type guy, then he could be the point guard and Oladipo could be the two. Or again, like you were saying, they could have Quigley emphasize his shooting more and really grow his game that way as as the number two type starter with Oladipo as a point guard, especially if they're trying to be wary of his injury uh, history too. So I'm just I'm not worried about that. I'm just thrown off with the argument because again, the New York Knicks could be a win now team. They could be, even though they're young. If the Knicks make a significant move, that could put them right on top of the Eastern Conference. They could be fighting right now to to go to the Eastern Conference Finals against maybe the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks or or one of those top teams or the 76ers who is going to look to make that move for Kyle Lowry. And I'm telling you right now, if Philadelphia gets Kyle Lowry, they're the favorites coming out of the East because right now they're the number one team in the East. That's really heating up, too. It seems like it's inevitable. So that could really solidify. And by the way, Ben Simmons has been a lights-out defender. He's he's been the best defender in, in the league this year. And they're saying Ben Simmons could be Defensive Player of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been fantastic under Doc Rivers. Maybe Doc Rivers finally found a player that can actually make better. Because everybody else we've seen him have, <laughs> uh, he hasn't been better. Well, we I mean, even see, the young players. The playoffs, so. Even his own son has been crap. <laughs> I mean, he coached his son for three years. Look how terrible he was. Well, his I son mean, was bad before he came. That's and now he's playing Doc for Tom Rivers. Thibodeau, his best friend. Figure that one out. I don't know he lost much. his job again on the Knicks. Yeah, I don't know how much he's really played. He's probably like the 13th option now. Yeah, 15th option. Right. Still making a lot of money. Was he making $9 million a year? It's ridiculous. Yeah. These backup <laughs> players playing and making all that kind of money. I'm not going to take away from any of these players making the money that they deserve. But you have a 15th guy or a 14th yeah. guy or a 13th guy coming off the bench making $10, $12 million. It's ridiculous. NBA bench players have some of the most like undeserving contracts uh, in terms of like just all sports history, would you give Ashley Sarge a contract over a guy like um, Doc Rivers' son, uh, Austin Rivers? Uh, maybe at this point, who knows? <laughs> How about you? Would you give yourself a contract over Austin Rivers no, right now? No. no, why not? You don't think you're worth anything? I I played rec basketball. I'm not talking about school. basketball. How about the water boy? Being the Knicks water boy is better than Austin Rivers sitting on the bench. Probably. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I Austin would, Rivers is a waste also, of space. Austin Rivers would probably be a lot more stubborn in that role. So. Yeah, well, you're a stubborn person too, especially wiping your ass. Okay, so you just said today you didn't wipe your ass. Did you not say that? Yeah, I said that because I didn't take a crap. Well, you're taking a crap right now because it's coming out of your mouth, okay? And you have to you have to cough up that that voice of yours. I mean, it's very squeaky today, very squeaky. Um, so what stands out this year at the trade deadline? Who do you think can make the move that's going to solidify their team and put them right on top? Uh, the teams that are in the... Who do you think? If there's a, a particular team, we just said Kyle Lowry going to the Philadelphia 76ers, which is inevitable. If that happens, that really solidifies them. Yeah, uh, the other one that we mentioned earlier was Miami. I think Miami's that other team. Do you think that is going to make them that much a better of a, of a team? Yes, because if they get the right guy, obviously, because the, the thing that's been missing from them is the same thing that's been missing from the Celtics this year, which is their offensive depth. Because we know they have the defense, the defensive scheme with Eric Spolstra. He's really grown into that. And that's Spolio! Why, yep, that's why he's... They met the finals last year, but that same depth, those young players have not been the same types this year. Hero's still been good, but uh, let your boy Adebayo hasn't been as good since he signed the contract. I've been a hero! I'm sorry. <laughs> Holding on to a hero to the end of the night. Nice. Yeah, remember that song? Yep. Footloose, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. I watched it yesterday. That's why nice. I'm singing it. Yeah, so. There you go. So they, they're that young. shows you the boring life of Errol after next surgery. He's My watching Footloose. Footloose. Is a bad movie. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. It's I just I've watched it so many times. Why don't I be watching it over and over again? 
So, so going back to Miami, they, their offensive depth has just been lacking a little bit. So they get the right type of shooter, the right type of offensive uh, two-way, two-way type player, like we were saying with Oladipo. If they get t- that type of player or even multiple types of shooter personalities or uh, point guard maybe to help out with Drogic off the bench, that that depth can really make a difference for Miami in an Eastern Conference that's kind of top-heavy with the Sixers and the Nets. But again, it's kind of wide open. It's always that. been top-heavy. When was the when was the last time the Eastern Conference was competitive? Okay, twenty uh, five years ago. I mean, seriously, <laughs> pretty much. I, I mean, when the Knicks were good, the Bulls were good, the Orlando Magic was good. I mean, uh, you talk about the Miami Heat. Though that's when the Eastern Conference was competitive. That was right. when the Eastern Conference was better than the West. Of course, I'm I'm saying it in. in comparison what we thought because remember everyone was saying when LeBron left for the Lakers oh the East can finally be competitive now but yet it's still top heavy you still have really only the top three Milwaukee uh, and the 76ers and the Nets like we know about. And then I think in fourth right now is Atlanta, and they're a game over 500. So it's not it's really... – How did you like that Tucker move, by by the way, from Milwaukee? Uh, pretty good. I, I'm not going to say – Pretty good. That was a good move. Yeah. You had a shooter to that – and you need shooters in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think – in terms, of, it out. in terms of what role he's going to play is to be determined still because Milwaukee has a lot of depth. But three and D guys have always been necessary no matter where what team you are. So, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good move for the money they got him at uh, because he's still taking on a pretty big contract from Houston, and I think they still have to pay most of it. I think it was a good move, and I think it made a lot of sense. And honestly, when you look at the big picture and where some of these teams are going, especially in, in, in this market, in the, uh, the trade market, I think uh, uh, J.J. Redick is a big name that everybody keeps talking about. I think he would be a perfect fit for the Lakers. I think mm-hmm. the Lakers need shooters that could spread out the offense for Anthony Davis and LeBron James when they come back. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely believe that the Lakers are laughing to the bank right now because LeBron James is hurt. I think LeBron James can come back, but I think he's he's doing exactly what LeBron James does. In the last 30 games of the season, he's going to try to sit out as much as he can so he can mm-hmm. get healthy for the playoffs. This is what the league has turned out to be. A bunch of babies, a bunch of pansies. And LeBron James is one of those. Now, I'm, I, he's a great player, fantastic player, but Michael Jordan went into this. Michael Jordan played with hurt ankles, hurt feet, hurt this, hurt that, flu. We saw him score 50 points with the flu. I mean, seriously. And then you look at you look at guys like the prima donnas like LeBron James that, oh, I hurt my ankle. You should have a duty game. Let's not forget the, uh, the, great, <laughs> the great San Antonio air conditioner-less cramps. <laughs> air conditioning ass. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, I'd put an air conditioning in my pants right now, but I'm still going to do a show. Well, so, they're not, not going to, they didn't put one in the AT&T Center. <laughs> uh, so would they put it in your pants? Would you need an air conditioner no. in your pants? No. no. You don't want to keep those things nice and cool? Freezing? No. <laughs> well, what would you rather do? Sweaty and disgusting? Over freezing, yes. Oh, uh, no. I like it freezing and nice and, you know, it keeps, uh, you know, my friends over there happy. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, I, I do want to get into some hockey conversation. I will say this. Um, and... I, we are going to finish up with baseball because uh, baseball starts this weekend, which I think a lot of people are excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, baseball season is here. Uh, you, you talk about um, spring training is over, uh, I think, on Thursday. I think Thursday's the last day. Yeah, I, I think they travel up to their, their vacancies before yeah. that, and then games start next week. So. Yeah, well, well, on the weekend, Sunday. Sunday's the first okay. game. I think Sunday's the first game of the in, uh, MLB season. Uh, but... 
Um, I think that when you look at hockey, and, and the trade deadline's right around the corner, and we talk about the Islanders, and Sorokin's had a sensational season. He really has. Coming back, coming from the KHL, and, and doing what he has done uh, so far in nine games, actually ten games, is extraordinary. I, I mean, he's 8-2 and two right now with a 9.56 save percentage, and a goals against at one. I mean, how many, how many goalies you know, how many rookie goalies come into the league you know, and, and playing as well? As Sorokin. And the only one I can remember recently was the, the Ottawa guy, but then he fell off the face of the earth for the rest of, the, for the rest of his career. He had that one flash 2015 of the, I forget his name, the Hamburglar guy. <laughs> are you the Hamburglar? Are you, are you burgering some ham? Are you doing that? No. no. So you don't like burgers and ham? I love burgers. How about ham? You like ham? Yeah, that's fine. Do you like to spray ham with water? No, with water. Yeah, uh, you got to keep it. You know, yeah, you got to keep I it never nice and wet. It before, so I don't know how. That so you like work. it wet, right? You like a wet ham. You like it smacked on your burger. I'm not putting ham on my burger. Why not? You've never had ham on a burger. No, you never had hamburger with ham on top of it. No. Oh my god, I have you, not. You're missing out, man. A little pork. If you like bacon on a burger, why wouldn't you like ham? Okay, I just never thought of it. <laughs> well, well, now you did. Now you can now use I it, did. and now you can tell me, Errol, you're a genius. Okay. Hot ham on a burger. I mean, seriously. Right. Anyways. Good to know. Um, to finish up with some hockey, I think Sorokin has played sensational, but the Islanders are missing that other offensive player. Uh, Oliver Washington has looked fantastic. He really has. Uh, but I still think that there's some weaknesses to this Islander team offensively. They need that sniper. They need that other guy. Uh, they need a Mike Hoffman. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a guy that's going to be available where they're going to make a move. I do not want Taylor Hall. Uh, even though I think yeah. Taylor Hall is still a good player, I don't want somebody that you're going to have to over, first of all, over trade for, and then overpay for him if you decide you want to bring him back next year. I, I don't want Taylor Hall. So yeah, it makes sense, especially with the contract he signed though. Too he hasn't. I know he's been on this these uh, parade of one year deals, but still isn't worth it for the production he's had this year. His value may be at an all time low, so maybe he has a second option. But it wouldn't be something I would bank on over more consistent guys. I mentioned uh, Jeff Skinner, who's had a down year. But I don't want him now. I, you I mean, you don't I want reading, him now. Okay. After reading a little bit about him, I think a lot of people see, said they've seen the best years of uh, Skinner. I, I don't know. Want, I don't want a guy that has five years left of his. Contract can get overpaid big time, seven million a year or something like that. Yeah, I don't want Skinner. The no. other one that was brought we up, we have enough with Andrew yeah. Ladd. <laughs> yeah, the other one that was brought up to you got with you guys on the weekend crunch was uh, Kyle Palmieri, who's another very underrated option. The question is, would the Devils trade with the Islanders? And again, being a tri-state rivalry, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, there was a guy, uh, there was a defenseman, or t- still a defenseman that plays on. Um, there's a uh, his brother plays on another team, Eric. Huh? Stahl, yes. Mm. Eric Stahl is a big name. He's been a captain of a team before. That's something that they're lacking, a leader. Uh, get a veteran leader that has been a captain of the league. Even though he hasn't played as good as what we expected Eric Stahl to play, he's still a perfect fit, a guy that will be gritty, a little bit more athletic than an Anders Lee. I think he could really help on uh, on the um, – on the Barzell line, I think he really could, and he can he can help Barzell really develop his skills even more because of his passing ability. You just gotta hope he doesn't play like he did on the Rangers. <laughs> well, that was abysmal. <laughs> that was abysmal because the Rangers didn't put him in the right situation to succeed. 
And how about the Rangers? Where do you, where do you see the Rangers making a move at the trade deadline? Do you I, think it, they make a move? I, it's hard to tell. I know they've been in the rumors. Trade Panarin them. to the Islanders. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know they've been in the rumors for Eichel, but I don't I don't know how the how realistic that is at this point. I, no, think. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. The I Kings think is where I'm hearing now. The, the Kings are interesting because they could actually get that fourth spot in their division. They got a very, lot too, which is very top heavy. Yes, they have a lot of good young players. They've been drafting kind of like the Rangers. They've been drafting in the top five a lot more than a lot of people think, and they've been relatively competitive. I think they're either the fourth or fifth spot right now. Uh, they've been flip flopping with the Coyotes lately, so that's definitely something that'll happen. I think the Rangers. I think they're going to kind of stay pat right now because they're kind of in a bad situation. We've seen we've seen Panarin now come back, but he's had the issues. The Benajad's now finally playing well, but they've had their issues throughout the year. So I think they're kind of in the stay pat position because I don't really think there's anything they. Can do maybe sell off but I, I don't know where their value is going to be with the offensive depth not really playing as well this year either so they're kind of in a s- tough position right now the Rangers I re- if it is anything it's probably only going to be a small move mm, well why would why, why a small room move why would why would you say a small move just maybe another uh, another veteran presence if they do get hot at the right time or something like that because the the bottom of the division outside of the Islanders and Washington have struggled lately. The Bruins have played really bad and they've been on a, a big pause now too. Philly's played terribly as we've mentioned many times and even uh, so the Devils and the Sabers we know have been bad as well. So those. The Rangers could have an opening if they get the right win streak. It's just going to be hard for them because they're still, I think, three points behind, five points the behind. The Rangers aren't making any moves. Uh, Kratzoff is set to play for them this week. Well, that Maybe they're, maybe they're just showing off Kratzoff because they're trying to move them. I, mm, I mean, there maybe. are stories coming out that the Buffalo Sabres really like Kratzoff, and he would be one of those optional players that they would want in that trade to get a guy like Ike, Eichel. <laughs> So the Buffalo Sabers, the uh, the Rangers and Islanders retirement home. <laughs> well, I, I would I wouldn't see that. I mean, how many? If anything, um, hmm. I actually the Islanders have sent Oposo over there. I, I mean, Oposo was and Molson uh, and Molson too. I wasn't mean, there one more. I thought there were three, but they went for free agency. They didn't trade them there. No, they I know that. I'm saying. I'm just saying, like that's where ex Islanders and now recently ex Rangers. If that's going to happen, that's where they. Uh, well, go. you're also they, talking they about they go in their careers. You're also talking about a Buffalo Saber, uh, a Buffalo Saber wanting to go to the Rangers, not the Rangers trying. You know, you know what I'm saying. Well, that doesn't happen. It's Chris a flip flop of what you're saying, Speedy. No, the Buffalo Sabers are the retirement home of ex Rangers and Islanders. Yeah, well, I, again, I, I'm looking at the big picture right now. The Rangers are not a playoff team. They're not. And any Ranger fan that thinks that they are, they're blind. They're not that good. The Rangers are still not that good, and I think they need a new coach. I think there's a lot of available coaches in the offseason. I think uh, David Quinn is not the guy that's going to lead him to the right, uh, proper place. But, uh, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Claude Julian is an interesting one. I would like for the physical style. And I don't know why Montreal got rid of him, and they have not played well since then. Now they're on a big COVID pause. So that would be the only thing I could see. I never was as big of a Quinn basher as somebody like Josh was, but I could definitely see it because of the uh, the prowess of New York, that kind of move. It's still, again, the Rangers are still, like you were saying, a couple of years behind. They're still top-heavy when it comes to their offense, but... Just Sturkin's played well at times when he's healthy. He hasn't been healthy for two years. The guy can't stay healthy. 
Yeah, but again, his first injury only came this this late in the season. No, hold on. Last late in the season. Last year. No, I'm talking about this the season. ribs. Well, yeah. last year. Right. Was no, ribs. I know. I know. Last year with the ribs and the, the car accident and all that. But yeah, yeah. CJ says I'm still not sold on. They're Quinn. longer. First of all, they're a lot longer than a year away. CJ. They're they're more like three or four years away. They might be a year away. Being from a like, championship team. Yeah, being a championship team, they're more than a year away. They're like three, four yeah. years. They don't have the defense. No. No, they don't. And now all of a sudden you're questioning the offensive depth of the way they played this year. Is that Quinn? Maybe. Well, that's to be determined. And maybe, CJ, you're right. Maybe they're not, if Quinn's not the guy and they get a veteran coach, that could end up making a difference. But, again, the the time, the timing of it with the way their team is structured, too, might not bode well for a veteran coach either. So tough to tell. Uh, CJ says, lights the kid Kincaid, though. Yeah, he's probably going to be sent down, though, when uh, <laughs> Starkin comes back. And, yes, he's always been underrated for a while with New Jersey. Absolutely. Kincaid is from Long Island. He's from Farmingville. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kincaid is a, a person. I actually know his uh, family. I know where he lives. I know where he's from. Uh, I, I know a lot of his friends. So Kincaid is a nice kid, too. Really, really good kid. Played at the rings for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to you know talk to him when he was an up-and-coming prospect. So uh, Kincaid is a good player. You wonder, you wonder. That's an interesting uh, thing, CJ. You wonder if that's maybe somebody that they could maybe try to get a little bit for because the goalies, we know. In- Why would the Rangers need another goalie? No, no, no. They can move him is what I'm saying. I think the Rangers could, to a team that maybe has an injured, injured goalie because there's it's always an injury-prone position and a contender could use somebody like a Kincaid as a backup. And we've seen random goalies in the playoffs. He was great last year. Last year. Yeah. He, he was great last year. Get, yeah, we've seen random goalies get hot at times in the playoffs, too. Who says Kincaid can't be that guy? Mm-hmm. So that's another interesting option, too, be, being that he's probably going to be sent down, too, because he could be valuable somewhere else to teams that need that extra goaltender if they have a big drop-off, especially a team like the Flyers, which their starter nor their backups have played well this year. And that could be something they could look at. Uh, teams that are maybe fourth in their division that maybe didn't expect to be like Minnesota a team like that might could you could use the little goalie depth too well I want to get into baseball and I'm going to finish up with baseball and some other things that we're going to add to the show before we go um I'm waiting for somebody to call but uh he's obviously in his own little world Ike where are you uh you want to talk Ike. about he wants <laughs> to talk about UFC 260 and he wants to make his appearance for the first time on uh below the mic and one of our shows he's a big fan of our shows but um, I will say this with the MLB season. The MLB season is going to be a gut-wrenching season. And I, I do believe teams like the Yankees and the Mets are going to have a very good opportunity to make a, lo- a very long run into the playoffs. The question is, are they going to stay healthy? Right now, the Yankees have had a lot of injuries this offseason. I, I mean, losing Britain for a significant amount of time. Then they, now they lost Justin Wilson for a significant amount of time. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees' uh, bullpen is starting to get really dry. Now what do the Yankees do? Do they make a move? Do they bring somebody in right now that's available in free agency? There's a couple of good relief pitchers that still aren't signed. Uh, do the Yankees decide to do that? Do they make a trade with maybe for uh, Hayden or something? Mm-hmm. Or Hayter or somebody like that? I mean, there, there's, there's so many things that you have to look at the Yankees and the Yankees do not want to start the season falling behind because if they fall behind in this division with the ball, the Blue Jays being a better team, uh, the Rays being a better team this year, the Red Sox are going to be crap and Baltimore <laughs> are going to be crap. But these other two teams, you don't want to fall behind on these two teams when you're expected to be the competitive team in this division. You're expected to be the best team in this division, Speedy. Yeah, I think Hayter is definitely an interesting wild card because we've heard his name floated around after, after, same after the Brewers went to the NLCS that year. We've seen his name being floated around as a sell-high candidate because Milwaukee needs starting pitching. Now 
And they got a little bit more with the starting pitching with both Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns pitching well for them last year. But again, that was also a pandemic season. We don't know how it would have been a longer season, kind of like a guy like Ryu last year for Toronto. So mm-hmm. what what will they end up doing with that? Are they still going to move him? Is that an old rumor too? And the Yankees, what are they going to trade for that? Because the Yankees, we know, have the prospects to do that. They have the young players. They're not going to trade a big name for a relief pitcher because nope. I don't think that's a super urgent, even with all the injuries, it's not a super urgent thing in comparison to a big-name starter or a big-name bat or something like that. But it's definitely op- an option if the market continues to fall for Hayter, which I would imagine it did because he had a slightly down year last year too. But again, how much of that is a pandemic year as well? So and, and, and it's not the judge. It's scary because you look at teams like the Yankees. They can't. With, with all the injuries they've had over the last couple of years, they can't go into the season with the, the strongest part of their team over the last couple of years being the weakest. Right. Uh, last year was the weakest, and that's why the Yankees weren't as good as they could have been, where everybody thought that they were stacked in the bullpen, especially going into the season last year. Chapman isn't the same pitcher. Now, he's a great pitcher, still could throw 100, but he doesn't have uh, as much movement on his balls as he did when he was younger. Right. Uh, and the rotation, maybe because of his throwing position, maybe because his arm is just dying. I mean... With pitches that throw that hard, eventually their arms go. His arm hasn't gone, but it still scares me being that he's a he's in his early 30s or mid-30s right now. I think he's 32, 33. Yeah. He's getting up there in age, and he's still trying to figure out what he is as a pitcher. I think we all know what he is as a pitcher. I don't know if he's a closer. I think he's more of an eighth-inning guy. I think Zach Britton was more of the closer for the Yankees going into the season than he was. So mm-hmm. uh, they paid him a lot of money a couple of years ago. He's still under, He still has another year on his contract. I'm questioning what the Yankees do moving forward with him, especially if he starts the season uh, like he did last year. So Yeah, Chapman is interesting because he's had his issues in the COVID year, and he's had his issues late in the season at times with injuries, but I still wouldn't worry about him in terms of the role usage because we saw the Cubs do it in many different roles too. Cincinnati didn't really do it as much because he was more of that true closer there, but Joe Madden moved him around with the Cubs, and because of the injuries and the deep bullpen that the Yankees He was the had, reason why he got injured. Maybe, Joe Madden. Maybe, but still. Yeah, maybe, it's the truth. Maybe, but still, regardless, because of the bullpen depth the Yankees had, they tried him in so many different roles, too. He left the Cubs because of that. He came out and said that they, they burnt out his arm in the playoffs. He said that Joe Madden burnt his arm out. Yeah, but there's a difference between burning his arm out and being tired and getting hurt. Well, they burnt his arm out. They used him too much when he he was traded for the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees got a a boatload back for him. But again, I I thought that they didn't do him right, the Cubs, uh, when they made that trade for him. Yes, they won. But that's it. After the World Series, they haven't done anything since. And that's why he left. And that's why they moved on. It's not because of him, though. It's because they've had other guys they've had to give away. They've had other overperformers that either left or fell off the next year. Remember, they still went to the NLCS in 2017. It's just been after that they've had their issues with their They were never the same team after that year they won the World Series. And honestly, a lot of people said they shouldn't have won the World Series. A lot of people thought that the Indians were the better team. They just didn't. The the Indians were not even the better team in that playoffs that year. They just had a great run with their pitching. Uh, Going into the playoffs, the Indians were one of the hottest teams in baseball. Yeah, and the but Indians not best have talent-wise. Uh, the Indians went on that run where they won, what, 20-something games in a row? That was next year. That was 2017. Was it? Are you yes. sure? Yeah, because that was I... 2017, and that's why they were the number one seed in the American League, and the Yankees beat them in the playoffs. They still had a good year going into the playoffs because they were still one of the— I remember they were one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs, and they went really fluently right through the playoffs all the way to the mm-hmm. World Series. And then the Cubs, 
they were actually beating the Cubs at one point. Yes, they were up three to one, and their their starting pitching was staying dominant for a while. They were the better team in but my eyes. Ever, in terms of the offseason hype, the Cubs were that team because they went to the NLCS in twenty fifteen. They had this great young core that they were building. They brought in a couple more free agents. Then they were a big favorite going into the year, whereas the Indians were not thought of because Kansas City was the defending champions. The Tigers were still good. They weren't really thought of in that same boat. And even going into the playoffs, everyone was favoring the Blue Jays because they were just in the ALCS and they got hot at the end of the season. Texas was still very good. The Orioles were still good. The Indians actually were kind of an underdog in a sense where they weren't thought of because one, they were inexperienced and two, they were kind of that new team with all these random players outside of their pitching that nobody expected them to be that good. Well, again, my argument wasn't that. My argument is when you look at the big picture and you're trying to compare and contrast the, both teams, I thought the Cleveland Indians were the better team going into the uh, going into the World Series. That was my opinion. And they were up 3 to 1. There was no re- reason why they shouldn't have won the that's World right, Series. Yeah. They should have won the World Series. Mm-hmm. They choked. And that's why it was unbelievable what the Cubs did. 100 years or no 100 years coming back from a 3-1 deficit in the World Series. How many times do you see that? And that, that had a lot to do with Zoparis. It had nothing yes. to do with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So he was the most important player and the most at best acquisition they made at the trade deadline Definitely. when they made the move for him. Mm-hmm. And he is an unbelievable playoff player. But yeah, unbelievable. Uh, going into the season this year, let, so um, I'm going to go through, all right, let's get some music. I, I want to go through... Um, this year's, uh, you know, you know, divisions, divisions, I guess you could say that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm trying to bring it up. All right. I'm going to go through the divisions now and I'm going to have your opinion. Okay. Cause it's not division baseball over here. It's not oh, scheduling. spring training. Let me, let me get to do so I can get the divisions. So we want to start in the American League or the National League? I'm going to start with the American League. Click regular season standings. You're on spring training. I know. I'm trying right here. League right there. That's what it is. See? League, spring training. League. It's not going to spring training. I'm trying to get it. Good job, MLB.com. You're really really reliable sites there. Uh, Let me go to Google MLB Divisions. MLB Divisions. Here we go. I have MLB standings up right here. All right. Here we go. So we got the divisions. So let's go. Let's go to American League East. All right. So Red Sox this year. Uh, probably last or fourth in their division. I don't see them being much more than a 75-win team this year. Obviously, this will be cancellations, too. There's just no pitching right now. They're going to have guys that overperform. The Red Sox tend to usually have those random guys, and they have a couple nice young players from the Mookie Betts trade and a couple other trades, but they're not going to be any good. Yankees. Yankees, I have winning the division probably slightly just because I think the injuries will still happen, but I have a number one still. Orioles. Uh, rebuilding, we know that. Rays. <laughs> Wildcard team. They're going to figure out their pitching later in the season. I think they'll have a slow start, kind of a World Series hangover, and they'll get good later. Blue Jays. Fringe contender, but not there yet. Uh, I got the Red Sox making a surprise this year. I think they're going to be a borderline team. I, I, I do think they're going to... Show people that they have some good young players, uh, quality players that can really produce. I just think that the lack of the pitching is going to affect them moving uh, moving into the season. And I think Adam Adovino is going to have a breakout season this year, especially hmm. after going to his hometown team. So Adam Adovino going to the Red Sox. As far as the Yankees concerned, they're expected to win the division. It worries me with the injuries that they have, but I think Andrew, uh, Aaron Judge, and and obviously uh, uh, the, some of the different players that they have. 
Uh, uh, John Carlos Stanton's going to have a good season this year. I think he's going to show up. Sanchez is going to have a breakout season this year. I really do. After all the things that the Yankee fans have said, I think he's going to be a big, important part. And watch out for Gleyber Torres, who is one of my favorites to winning uh, American League um, MVP. MVP. Yes, most valuable player. Greg's boy. <laughs> uh, Oreos, I think they're a rebuilding team. The Rays, um, I'm questioning what they're going to do with their pitching, uh, pitching staff. Now, the pitching staff still has pretty good pitchers, but after losing a significant pitcher in Snell, what are they going to do to fill in that position? And if uh, bringing in, what's his name again? The old pitcher, I'm sorry. Um, who's the old pitcher that they, that was a Cy Young winner for them? They Morton. Brought, what? Morton. Not Morton. But they didn't bring him back. He, he oh, that's right. He went to Atlanta. Um, who did they? Uh, I'm sorry. Speedy, you were Mr. I Know Analytics. You don't, you don't even know. Analytics. They, Chris Archer. Chris Archer. The Cy Young winner. Um, Chris Archer is a guy that I, I'm very. I'm going to question what they did in bringing him back. Uh, he didn't have a great season the last two years. I'd like to see uh, if bringing him back to this rotation, it's going to. I can't believe you didn't know Chris Archer, Mister. I, I, I think he won anything. a Cy Young, though. Yes, he did win a Cy Young. Um, I think he was a finalist. I don't think he won. Uh, I think he won the Cy Young. Um, the Blue Jays. I think they're a dangerous team this year. The power in the middle of their lineup is very, very good. The pitching staff uh, questioning. I think Springer was a very good acquisition, especially into the middle of that lineup. Um, I'm gonna. I, I. I still think that this team is a pitcher away from being a really deep contender. Uh, American League Central, the Royals. Uh, you consider the worst division in baseball. Royals, they're going to be good offensively, but they're kind of like the Blue Jays. They're still rebuilding, and they need that other step to, to make a difference. Uh, they're not there yet. They might be better than the Indians if the Indians just regress that badly, but I still think they're fourth right Ew. now. Hold on one second, Ike. We're, we're going through the league right now. Hold on one second. All right. Uh, Tigers oh, are the worst team. Oh, go ahead, Ike. What? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Speedy. Uh, Tigers are the worst team in the American League. They're still rebuilding. Uh, Indians, they'll be kind of average. Their pitching will keep them afloat, but they're still not going to be a playoff team. Twins, I have a surprise letdown. I think they have a lot of inconsistent-type pitchers, and I think a lot of the guys that pitched well in the pandemic year will drop off. And the White Sox, they're a great young team. Now with Tony La Russa, they win the division. I think the Royals are a team that is going to be kaput. I don't think they're a very good team. They're a rebuilding team. There's some players. Uh, I want to see some of the rookie players. That's going to be something that to watch this year. Uh, they're, they're a star outfielder that they say that they have uh, coming up from the farm system. I forget his name. Um, they got a shortstop, too, and Bobby Witt as well. I'm going to mute you, uh, um, Ike, because we're finishing <laughs> up here. Uh, as far as the Twins are concerned, I think the Twins are going to be – could I speak and finish up here? Uh, uh, with the Twins – I think they they have a lot of power in their lineup. I don't I don't trust their pitching pitching staff. I think Barros is still a very good number one guy, but uh, their second and third and fourth and fifth guy of the rotation are they going to stay healthy? That's going to be the question for the Twins. The Tigers are a rebuilding team. I think they're going to rebuild. I think the White Sox are the team to beat in this division. Uh, bringing in Tony Larusa, uh, uh, La a guy that has been successful, has won a couple of titles. Uh, bringing him to the team is going to make them a better player, better team, and make some of the young players a little bit better. The Wait, Indians Tony La with came out of retirement? yes, Tony Larusa came out of time, uh, Wait, retirement. Be a manager? Yes, yep. the White Sox manager. Oh. Is he uh, under or over 67? I think he's over. He's over. He's in his 70s. Um, what the fuck? Excuse my language. What the hell is he doing? No, I, I think he's going to be a big a big improvement for what they've had over the last couple of years. Uh, the no. Indians. You think the, he's getting to the playoffs? I think they, they're going to win the division. I, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to win the division. I'm sorry? 
How many wins did they have last year? I'm not sure how many wins they had last year, but they were if they were an up and coming team. They made they the playoffs. Th- they had 32, I think, 32 and 28. I want to oh say. Oh my gosh! So they were the seven seed. Wins this year. They first of all, it was a it was a quarter season. It was 60 games last year. Right, and I think oh, the Twins oh. only won the division so by like two games or something like that. 32 wins. Thirty that, uh, ninety wins, about ninety, 90 oh, wins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's getting handed a freaking the keys to the city with this team. Yeah. Well, they're very good, very young, and they have some. Two, they have two good young pitchers coming up this year. Wow. I'm, this is uh, a great job to counter the Joe Madden, Theo Epstein Cubs from 2016. Great job by White Sox ownership, mm-hmm. man. It's no, a very I, similar rebuild. Yeah. They're trying to win now, especially being that their owner is very, very old and wants to see another championship Are you before he's gone. Well, you will when I'm done with it. We're going through these divisions I'm after you're done. We will. We will. After, after this. Um, the Indians are another team that's rebuilding. I think they have a lot of deficiencies in their offense. Uh, their pitching sorry, staff, uh, they have a lot of good pitchers in their pitching staff. I, I think that being that they had the Cy Young winner last year in uh, Bieber, I want to see what this team could do. Uh, at full force this year, especially with the weaknesses and, and losing Lindor and Carrasco uh, to the New York Mets. That's going to yeah, be the that's question. Right. That's right. Uh, American, West, yep, American uh, League West, Speedy. All right, uh, Oakland. I have winning the division still. Oh I think there's they lost. A league rundown and you're wi- can I jump in on this at least? You could jump in you on it if you're, right, you if go you're going to talk. Yeah, and you're you can go after crazy. me, Ike. You can go after me. Uh, athletics, I still have winning the division. I think they'll find a way, even with a couple players they lost in the offseason. They get Sean Mania back, who had Tommy John surgery. So that'll help their pitching staff a little bit. Uh, I still have them winning the division, but not by much. The Rangers, they'll progress a little bit. I don't know if they're right there yet. They still need a lot of pitching. Uh, Astros, I think, will drop off uh, from last year. I know everyone was after them last year for the cheating. I, I don't think they're going to have that same chip on their shoulder they did last year, so I think they'll fall off a little bit. The Angels, I have a sneaky – they're my surprise team. I think they're going to be a wild card team this year. I think Joe Madden finally gets another year to figure out these players like he always does with his complicated offense and, and uh, his managerial style. And the Mariners, they're rebuilding their last. All right, American League West, Ike. Wait, I I yes, I, I'm, I'm going to introduce you instead of you cutting me off every single time I speak. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have we have uh, our MMA extraordinaire, our uh, the voice of the M- our new MMA show, Ike Feldman online. What's going on, Ike? So, who won the division last year? In Oakland. The Oakland Athletics, like every single year, they've won it for the last three years. Like every single year. I mean, okay. Three years uh, in a row. I mean, that's pretty much telling you they're the best team in their division. The Rangers didn't do actually, anything, uh, actually, the Astros won it the year before the last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Athletics were a playoff team for sure. Yes. Years, so. so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did, did the Rangers uh, do anything uh, 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 drastic this offseason? They usually throw money at big free agents. They have offensive players, but they don't have enough pitching. I think the Rangers Wait. are going to be a dangerous team this year Wait, in the division. The Rangers are in the same division, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. When it comes to geography, you guys will quickly learn that the UFC has taught me everything I know. Um, That's not saying much. (laughs) Don't worry. At least you're not on a wanted poster in another country. Well, that's me. Um, So I'll just uh, roll the dice. The Athletics will never win a World Series under Billy Bean. Uh, I'm going to say the Rangers. Mm. Well, again, there's the Astros. The Astros is still in. The Astros are still the Astros are still in the division, and they still have a pretty good squad. They still have Bregman. They still have uh, Correa. They still have players. You know how hard it is to hide a guy with the garbage pail with ten uh, percent. <laughs> oh wait, wait, Texas. They're actually going to be full, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
so they can cheat again. You're right. <laughs> Houston. Houston. I'm going Houston. Though. How about the Angels? The Angels with the acquisitions they made. Mike no, Trout, the best player in the no, league. No, talent-wise, the Houston. Uh, uh, Houston Astros. Okay, well, I will say this. I, I think the team to win this Mike division. Mike Trout's never winning a World Series. Billy Bean's never winning a World Series. Period. All right, now that you had your chance, now it's my chance oh, over here. Yes, sir. Uh, in the American League West, I think the Angels are the best team in this division. I really do. With the the uh, being at full force this year, I think their pitching staff is is ready uh, to make that second jump. I think they're going to win. I'm not big on Otani as far as a pitcher is uh, going into the season, but I think that they're him in the lineup in the middle of their lineup, either either batting second or batting third. I think he's going to add a, a lot to the deficiency of that lineup uh, in certain aspects of the game. Albert Pujols last year, I think this is as good a team in this division as we've seen. Um, I think they're going to win the division. The Astros, uh, the Astros are a team that is is going to start talking about uh, rebuilding. Verlander going to be out a significant amount of time. I don't know if we're going to see Verlander this year, especially with uh, Tommy John surgery. I think this team is going to try to put out their young pitchers. I'm interested to see what some losing Springer and losing some of the players that they lost in the offseason, what they're going to do uh, moving forward as an organization. The Rangers are going to be a dangerous team in this division because I think they've got a lot of power. Even though their pitching staff is not what we expect it to be uh, as a playoff contending team, I still think they're going to make uh, interesting moves one way or another this year, especially with their farm system. Uh, the Athletics, they're going to be a borderline playoff team like they are every year, and they're going to die out one way or another uh, as the playoffs come. But I love some of the acquisitions they made uh, under-the-radar under acquisitions this offseason. I think the Athletics are going to be... And the Mariners, I think they're a very young team, very stupid ownership, uh, <laughs> very stupid GM, as, as you guys all know. Uh, their owner, I think, is selling their team. I don't know what the hell Yeah, he resigned. he resigned. He resigned of the things that they were done. Disgusting. Things. I don't know what's going on, but uh, th- this is still a very talented team. They added James Paxton again. If he could stay healthy, he's still a very good pitcher. And they have a good, bunch of good young players, especially one, a couple of them from the Mets. So mm-hmm. um, going to be a very interesting season. Uh, National League East. All right. This quickly. is going to be one of the best divisions. I think four teams could have winning seasons in this division. Uh, I'm going to go Braves number one. I still think they're the best team, the deepest team, oh and most experienced. Uh, I, I, it's going to be close. I think the Mets are still second right now with all the talent they added this offseason. A, a lot of bullpen depth now. Uh, the, obviously, they're starting pitching depth. They got Lindor, which we expected. Uh, Taiwan Walker is a nice acquisition, too. Uh, I think they're second right now, but I think the injuries will still hinder them. Nationals and Phillies, they both can be playoff teams, too. Washington with the pitching, still very deep. You mentioned they brought in John Lester Arrow as being a good playoff pitcher for them. Their fourth they, guy. If, if Could they, you imagine yeah, that pitch is definitely stay yeah. healthy? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still going to be very good if they can stay healthy, especially Strasburg, who's had the most injury problems. They're going to be right there on the borderline, but they can make it if a team like the Mets or a team like the Padres have a disappointing year. Uh, Phillies, the same kind of thing. Can they Best stay healthy? Best division in baseball yeah, right this, now. This seems the, like it. the Phillies have the offense, no doubt, but do they have the pitching? And do they, are they going to have guys that stay healthy? So they're still fourth for me. And the Marlins, they'll be better than people Beware expect. Beware of them. Fifth. Beware of them. I think they're dangerous, and they can make the playoffs. Every one of these teams can make the playoffs this year. Every one of them. All five of them. But go ahead, Ike. <laughs> Mets, that's it. Errol, you're up. <laughs> Mets, okay. I think right now the best team in this division is the Braves. I mean, with Acuna, oh with, with Acuna and some of the young players that they have and the pitching staff, the young pitching staff that they had, and adding Charlie Morton to this pitching rotation. That's a good rotation. And now they added the veteran 
uh, relief, uh, re- veteran starter that they needed, mm-hmm. and they have a very good bullpen. I think the Braves are the best team in the division. Um, the Mets are a very good team. They have a lot of depth, Lindor and Carrasco, but Carrasco's out for a significant amount of time. Um, I think they're going to fight a lot of injury this year. Uh, their bullpen is definitely newly improved. I think their uh, ownership uh, with Cohen is going to try to do everything he can to make this team a, a successful team moving forward. Um, but I, I still think the Nationals are a dangerous team with Lester, uh, with that pitching staff. That, that To me, we talk about four. Your John Lester is added to that pitching staff. Oh, so you love that like 2010 group, uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, Jadavian Clowney was not in the NFL in 2010. <laughs> he wasn't even yeah, in college in 2010. It. He was the number one pick. In 2014, mm-hmm. not 2010. Oh. oh, wait, maybe he is still in his prime. I disagreed with you guys on the chat. Wait, how old is he? Jadavian Clowney is 28, 27. I think he's 27, going to be 28. Yeah. It was the 2014 now, you draft. You could argue that he doesn't have miles because of that year. Oh, he's got miles. He's, he's got, got miles. He missed a year, Jadavian Clowney. I think the Jadavian Clowney that we saw with, uh, paired up uh, across from J.J. Uh, Watt is far in the past. Errol, you said if he goes to uh, uh, Salah's defense mm-hmm. that he would get 14 sacks. I can quote you on that. Mm-hmm. I think you're dead wrong. 13 or 14 sacks. Dead wrong. Oh, really? I'm going to tell you He's why. Done. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. When's the last time let's just go. Let's just pi- let's do When's this quick. All right. I, I, I'll get into it. We're talking baseball. Give me one second, and we'll get into that. Uh, National League, uh, National League East, Speedy. Uh, Central. So who do you, uh, no, who do you have for winning the National League East? Uh, Braves, I have winning the division. I got Mets as a wild card. All right, card. go ahead. Central, quick. Uh, I got Cardinals winning the division. Milwaukee's sneaky good, though. They could be a wild contender. They're like kind of my first teams out. Then I got Cincinnati, Cubs, Pirates. They're all going to be pretty bad. Um, Go ahead, Dai. Who do you got? Uh, what division? Central. National League Central. Uh, National League Central. Is that the Packers? Cardinals, Pirates, oh, Cubs, Brewers, Reds? Who do you got? Uh, I'm assuming that the Cardinals won it last year. No, no, the Cubs won it last year, but they lost a lot in the offseason already. Yeah, Cardinals uh, and Brewers and Reds. Lost, Actually, all three of them were wild card much, teams. They lost as much as Jared Porter lost. Jeez, so, <laughs> really? Uh, You're gonna go there now? I'm gonna say the Cardinals just because they're the Cardinals and that Tony Larusa spirit is back. <laughs> I've got the Cardinals winning the division. I think they're the better team. Adding Arenado is going to make them. Uh, is going to give them that uh, solidified in the middle of the lineup. Arenado. Yes. Mm-hmm. When the hell did that happen? About a month and a half ago, and it's the biggest steal of a trade I think we've seen in any sport. Yes, he's under contract. He's under a four-year deal. They have one year left. Four-year deal. Uh, did they sign him, or did the Rockies sign him? The Rockies, the Rockies signed him. him at the start of the season. Six years. He's got four years left. Yeah. <laughs> How many uh, uh, minor league talent, and is there any? Well, let's get it. Let's team? finish this, and we can finish up. We got 15, 20 minutes. Could you let us get this done? <laughs> oh, jeez! I got the Cardinals, I got the Brewers, and the rest of the teams are rebuilding. National League West. Yeah, I think it seems obvious. Top heavy. Dodgers win the division. Padres a wild card, but they've had a lot of injuries so far this uh, spring training. So they they're going to be another interesting one too. Uh, the Diamondbacks are third, and then the other rest, the other two are terrible. Dodgers are going to win the division. The Padres in the second. Uh, Diamondbacks are a sketchy team. Uh, well, because because you go ahead, spit it out. Who do you have winning the division? <laughs> spit it out. Oh my gosh, I feel like the middle brother here. 
Um, I would say the Dodgers. Okay. Well, everybody says the Dodgers. They're the most talented team in the league. I got the Dodgers, the Padres, and the... I like Dave Roberts. And uh, beware of uh, beware of the Do- Diamondbacks, because they're always a sneaky team. Yeah, they're, they're every other year type they're team. They're a yeah. sneaky team. And the Colorado... They have a good uniform scheme. The Rockies, yes, and, the Rockies and the Giants are rebuilding. So, there you go. Speedy. Now we can get it to your Davian Clowney, Mr. Ike Feldman. Is, is Bruce Bochy still for the Giants? No, no. he's gone. He's retired. Okay. Should, uh, did he just retire? Mm, uh, he retired at the ago. end of the 2019 season. I still ago. think he should have retired when he had a career record of what he would have been as a manager, managing from 1995 to 2019. There was one point where his managerial record was that, and he should have just retired then. Mm. <laughs> it, where his managerial record was what? 1995 and 2019. 1995 wins, 2019 losses. Oh. At one point in 2019, and that's how long he would have managed because he would have been announcing his retirement at the end of the season, and he would have managed oh, okay. for that long. career victories? No, he did get it. I'm just saying he, that, would have, oh. that would have been more funny if he retired then and didn't get 2,000 wins, and that would be just oh. a better coincidence, I think. So let's finish up with Harold, you, David Clowney. Harold, can we both agree that that wouldn't be funny? No, it's not funny. Um, Jadavian Clowney, uh, first of all, I think Jadavian Clowney would fit in the 4-3 defense, especially when you need edge rushers. You put Lawson on one side and you have Rankins Wait, and Quinn and Williams in the middle and C.J. Mosley coming back. I'm sorry, I got to cut you off because you'll, you'll probably win the Clowney debate, but I think you're dead wrong on Fitzpatrick versus Winston. Uh, Speedy's uh, dead on. Uh, arm talent. Uh, I just think he needs to be in the right system under the right head coach. If Sean Payton's in for the long haul, then I'd say Jameis could bring the Saints to nine and seven with a mix in of Taysom Hill. So wait a second. So nine and seven is good enough for you when Fitzpatrick last year with with the Dolphin team, a, a Dolphin team that was not hundred percent healthy. They had no wide receivers, and he actually got brought in over two of their number one pick. You're going to tell me everywhere that Fitzpatrick has been, he's been successful in his first year. You're going to tell me that. that in, in in Washington, with the Washington football team in the division that they're in and the Saints in the division that they're in, uh, I think the Saints have a better chance of making the playoffs with Fitzpatrick than Winston being over there with the Saints. So I'm sorry, you're wrong. And I think... So Fitzpatrick's with the Redskins? Yes, he's with the football, Washington football team. And he's the starting Dallas quarterback. There? What? No, he's not. He's the starter. Right now on a depth oh chart, Fitzpatrick. Do you want to put money on this? Dude, I'll, put, I'll put money on it. How much you want to? We'll have a, now, I don't know if Jameis Winston is going to play the whole season, but I'd say he's going 7-5. How much you want to bet that Jameis Winston don't have? How much you want to, even with Jameis Winston, with the talent that he has, how much you want to bet that Fitzpatrick has better all-around numbers, especially completion percentage? Oh, so we're doing QB rating or team record? We're talking about who's played uh, eye test, who's been a better player in in, in the year. Yes, because the Winston has a way more talented team than Fitzpatrick does, and Fitzpatrick will sh- stand out more than Jameis Winston. No way. No I'm way. I said, dude, they do you remember Fitzpatrick on the Jets? He set the single-season touchdown record. I think he got 30. It's unbelievable how little touchdowns the Jets have had considering the Hold on one second. pretty good so, QB so. talent they've had. Jameis Winston is on a much more talented team. Ended? Turnover, turnover. Speedy, who's turnover. a more talented team, the Washington football team or the Saints? The Saints. Okay, that, enough said on Saints. that. The Saints. And Saints. you want to know something? I'm telling you right That's now, even with the talent that they have. Record. What? I'll put money on they have a better team record. Okay. You can put money on it all you want. I, I'm not going to bet on Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's the only quarterback I've ever seen in history. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, and 5,000 yards, and that still was terrible. Fitzpatrick. 
Fitzpatrick career. Oh, God. Fitzpatrick's career? Fitzpatrick has had a very good career. A much better career than Jameis Winston. I don't think that was the argument, though. The argument was the last two years, the last three years. not Jameis Winston's a backup quarterback. And the last two years... They're both backup quarterbacks. Actually, no, he wasn't. The starting quarterback of the year, starting quarterback last year was, for the Miami, in the beginning of the season, was Ryan Fitzpatrick. They gave it to Tua. They gave it to... No, I don't think so. Fitzpatrick has been a starter. He was a starter for Buffalo. He's a starter for the Jets. He's won the job, and he's been more successful in the time that he's been in a league than Jameis Winston has. Jameis Winston has done nothing. He's done nothing. He had the same Buccaneers team. No. Yeah, Fitzpatrick has. Fitzpatrick has. Fitzpatrick was a pro ball player. Fitzpatrick was a pro ball player. Was Jameis Winston ever a pro ball player? The answer is no. Okay? None. And, and he was the number one pick in the first round. Oh, give me a break. Ooh. And, and here's the thing. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick graduated from Harvard. I think I would rather graduate from Harvard than win a national championship, okay? And steal freaking crabs. Graduating from Harvard, who got laid more on that day? when he? Who cares about that? That has nothing to do. That has nothing to do with what I'm saying. No, it's not. Wow, you're saying that has nothing to do with that. Wow. Who would have thought? Thoughts. Has nothing to do with that, and, J- <laughs> and Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a better year, a better career than Jameis Winston. Speedy's underwear. Well, Speedy's really? underwear. You're, come on, Ike, you're going into this now. Anyways, why don't we get it to you? Question. And by the way, Jadavian Clowney would fit like a glove with the Jets. I'm sorry. I've had underwears for seven plus years. There's rips around the waist. Oh God. But okay. They're holding it together. Well, congratulations to you with long, long, longest underwear hold in history in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes, I do. I did. Yes. What color? Uh, Pink and blue. Pink and blue. Pink pink and blue. I just gave it to you. Pink and blue. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here talking about underwear. I'm finishing up what, what we want to get into. What if I you would be the one stopping the conversation? I want to get everything out. I want to get everything. You want to go. Cherish this moment, fans. Uh, cherish this moment with me kicking you in the ass. How's that sound? <laughs> cherish that moment with my foot being caught in your ass. Anyways, your hairy ass. Nobody's foot's getting caught in a thong. Well, that's damn right, especially with these buns of steel. Anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into UFC oh 260. Let's get into UFC 260, man. So, <laughs> well, he's a uh, laughing mood over here. Mm-hmm. Buns of Steel. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. Dude, I just saw the movie Man of Steel with uh, the Superman. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't Justice League fans? Every time I tune in, nobody's talking about it. Nah, I'm not a Justice League fan. I, I watch the movies, but I'm not a Beatty? comic book. I've seen some of the movies. I've seen all I the ha- movies. I haven't seen all of them, like the the Marvel oh ones. Oh my though. gosh, is that weird that I like those movies? The I love no, the movies. Nobody said it's weird. <laughs> I love the movies. I watch every movie. I just don't. What, I'm not a comic book guy. Favorite superhero movie? Oh, superhero movie. Um, uh, I'm gonna I, Aquaman. Aquaman. I liked. That was a good one. Are you, are you specifying Batman. specifically DC or? Uh, it doesn't matter. Any superhero. Um, movie, hero uh, movie. I'm always a. Uh, he's the most attractive. Who? <laughs> Ooh, that's not what we're oh, most attractive. I don't, I don't think he's seen the movie. Who? I don't think you've seen Aquaman. I don't believe you. Who, me? I've seen Aquaman a million times. I love that movie. Who, I've seen it in the movie who's, theater. Who's the second biggest actor in it? Who's the second biggest actor? The girl who dated Johnny Depp, who was married to Johnny Depp. Mm, mm-hmm. No, 
Nicole Kidman. Well, Nicole Kidman too. She was the mother of Aquaman. Yeah, oh, she was. Okay. You did see it. I've right, seen I the thought... movie a million times, dude. I watched it in a movie theater. I saw it the day, now the weekend. The, no, I, I did. I saw it the weekend it came out. I am a big never DC. Seen anything All right, whatever. <laughs> Can we just get into this with you? I never seen anything, Mister. I I've never seen anything. So let's go into the main card. Let's go into the main card. You smart ass. <laughs> So let's go. All right, so let's go into the so we go to the main card. There's there's six, I think there's no there's five big fights. Uh, Jamie Marlarkey uh, versus. Oh. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I don't know. I've never heard of that person. Malarkey? You never heard of him? I've heard of Malarkey. It's like when something. You're like, hey, that's. It's Jamie it? Malarkey. Malarkey. Yes, I can't pronounce their names. And comma worthy. Who do you have? Comma worthy. Yeah. Wait, wait. This is a pick segment. Yeah. Would you you wanted to talk about UFC 260? So what do you what do you want to talk about? You got to talk about uh, Dana White wearing uh, blue underwear for you know. No more underwear talk. What was that? Enough of that for this show. I had a. Plus 600 uh, pick percentage on the Mike Francesa app, and I really studied then. If you have a freaking sponsor, I'll do picks for you, but I, I just follow the storylines if I'm not doing picks. All right, so give us your star, the storyline of UFC 260. <laughs> I can hear you rolling your eyes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. How do you give hear me... someone roll their eyes? Well, I hear Speedy itch his ass, so that's enough. <laughs> that would make more noise than rolling your eyes. <laughs> well, especially with your hairy ass. There's nothing to do with it. It does. You have old underwear in there. He has old underwear on, three-year-old underwear. See, that's and... the difference. I don't have a, uh, a hairy ass. I have old well, underwear. Well, because you shave, unlike Speedy, who doesn't believe in it. <laughs> you think I should? No, it's, 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 the, it's some type of genetic skin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Congratulations to you. I'm a mutant, man. Mm. I don't have a hairy ass. Well, Harold, Speedy, Harold, Speedy Harold, has a hairy ass. Are you, are you a hairy forearm guy? Um, no, I actually shave my arms, so no, I do not have a hairy forearm. Oh, so that means eventually you will. You no, I will always shave. I will shave to the day I die. All right. Do you, how many gold chains do you own? Uh, I have a ton. <laughs> I have like three or four of them, but I don't wear them. I, I mean, I have one for my father when he passed away. I have, I have a link that, uh, thank you. I have a link of his that he gave to me. I have a bunch of them, uh, but I don't really wear jewelry. I'm not a jewelry fan. Do you have chest hair? Nope. Shave my chest as well. <laughs> Then you're gonna have forearm hair and chest hair. <laughs> nope, because I'll be shaving till the day I die. I just told you. How many Hawaiian shirts do you own? None. Dude, come on. None. I see, I see you're built for Florida. Speedy. I do. Florida? I like Florida. I don't like hot the hot no, weather. No, Errol, Errol's miserable in hot weather cities. I do not like the hot weather. Are Everybody. You Jewish? Are you? Uh, I have Jewish blood in me. I have Jewish blood in me. Yes. So what? What part of Israel did they get? Uh, what part of Israel? Uh, the, the part that has actually underwear, I guess. Uh, you know, and definitely oh, not like, hairy asses. That's for sure. But, anyways, like, um, can we can we get it? Can we get into this storyline? Are we ever going to get into the storyline of this? Stepe <laughs> uh, uh What time is it, by the way? Uh, Seven fifty-five. Uh, we have about five minutes, six minutes. So uh, I got fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Okay, we give you five minutes. So let's let's get through the uh, the storyline of UFC 260. Dude, it's the biggest. Re- 
rematch in UFC history. It literally is. I mean, it, they do these promos, and I'm sure you guys see that all the time. you got to wait for the five seconds to, mm-hmm. before you click past the ad. But you should watch the ad, and everybody should watch this fight because not many people will. It's two <laughs> fighters that really don't do their talking with their mouth. They do mm-hmm. it with their fists. I know that sounds cliche like Texas Walker Ranger or something, but that's literally what this is. This is going to be a showdown in a small cage in the octagon. Uh, it's five feet smaller than the normal cage because mm. uh, they can't travel around the world, obviously, so they're doing this from their headquarters in Vegas. And you should look out for that because you have two of the craziest fighters in UFC heavyweight history going at each other. Francis Ngannou, I believe he's on a five-fight knockout streak yep. uh, against former champions like Junior bless you, uh, against uh, Junior Dos Santos, Cain uh, Velasquez. Uh, he also knocked out uh, Curtis Blades recently, uh, Jarzinho Rosenstroke. Uh, Francis Ngannou is on a tear again, and he's trying to tear off Stipe Miocic's head and bring his head and the belt back to Cameroon, his home country. He has a crazy, wild adventure that got him to this point in his life, which I heard on the Joe Rogan experience. Mm. Amazing, excellent story. And Stipe Miocic, outside of knocking dudes dead and being the greatest UFC champion of all time, He's also a full-time firefighter. So you have some of the two baddest men on the planet, literally and figuratively, going at it. It's going to be a wild fight, and I hope a lot more people watch because this is how mixed martial arts should be. You you show who's the batter man with your technique and your martial arts skill. It shouldn't be about who brings in the biggest payday because of their mouth. The, the fight I really want to see is Sean O'Malley because he, he loves using his mouth, and I like see? Sean. See, you are you're a mouther. You're, you're mouthy, as Conor McGregor would say. Mm. You're mouthy, fool. Yeah, well, I'll mouthy my foot up his ass. How's that sound? But uh, <laughs> no, wait. Can, can Speedy? Can Speedy? Uh, what's the word? Can he uh, make love to like, himself? He, yes, he can make love to himself. <laughs> yes, he does it. Involve me duplicating my head. A, a different you could stick your head up his ass. How's that sound? My head would not fit in a person's ass. I don't no, know. No hair again. It would just slide right in. Slide right in. <laughs> Vaseline and everything. Perfect for speeding. <laughs> Dude, with that, that head of hair, that'd be, uh, I wouldn't have to uh, wipe for months. We'll, we'll, stick a, we'll, stick a nice, we'll stick a rubber glove on top of his head, I guess. <laughs> I'm not 50, Errol. I'm not you, bro. <laughs> I wish. No, I don't wish. I'm happy to be 30. It's going to be 39, actually. My birthday's a month away. Your 50-year-old birthday. Harry Forum. Yeah, my Both birthday is... Hawaiian shirt. I, no, that's not me. <laughs> Definitely not me, but uh, uh, Sean O'Malley and Thomas Almeida. I think I want to see Almeida on knockout, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, who ever since he got knocked out, he's already saying that he didn't lose that fight. He's still undefeated. Could you believe Sean O'Malley is coming out? Everybody knows he's lost, and he's still opening his mouth and talking crap. Guy doesn't shut up. Does Errol have a legit uh, combat sports career? Absolutely. I don't know his combat sports career. All I know is he used he to do he used to do o. MMA. Six and O as an amateur fighter, three and O in ring of combat. I need stats. Uh, I need tapology. He never told me his stats. So my stats know. of tapology. I, I'm unfortunately, my friend. The last time I fought was about nine years ago. Okay, so yeah, eight years no ago. Worries. Eight no years worries. ago. I think it was eight years ago. Eight years ago. Almost nine. It's almost nine years. Last time I fought was a long time ago. So. Actually, it's more than nine years ago. It's so actually, it's actually 30, 10, 10 years said, ago. Mama, 
It's time for supper. I was 28 my last fight. I was 28 when I was my last. I fought at 170. So were you fully shaved back then? Yes, sir. Except oh, my dude, legs. Never, never kid. shaved my legs. So never shaved my legs. So I don't shave my legs. Are you an ankle sock guy? Uh, yes, I do. I wear ankle socks. Yes. I feel like Speedy's either no socks or tube socks. Uh, Speedy wears socks? Speedy wears the long socks. Yes. Yeah. The it's, long socks. Speedy, I'm with you, man. Yeah. You need the long socks. Yeah, with the little stripes, you know, the fruity socks. Us, as yeah. travelers. You never know where the path is going to take us. So we need those high socks, especially mm. for all the fucking the freaking uh, Lyme disease on Long Island. Mm. Well, that's that's something that Speedy needs because he is a, a giant tick, if, if you ask I've me. had it multiple times, so yeah. So he's yeah. a blood-sucking tick. Not since I was tick. here, so when I was younger. Errol's sucking the blood out of you, Speedy. Mm. He's uh, a giant tick. I don't <laughs> suck any blood. I, you know, I don't suck anything. You're implying Errol's a vampire now? Yes, I am a vampire. <laughs> a vampire, a killer vampire. Dude, he doesn't sleep. He is a vampire. I am. Uh, I'm like, a zombie. Of course, what I hear, and I, I don't really know him on a personal level, mm. know him on a professional level. Dude, he is uh, like one of the hardest workers I've ever met or ever he met. Well, thank you, man. That's that's a, a, definitely a compliment I'll keep. Doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, well, it's true. It doesn't mean that it's true. <laughs> but, you know, it is said. It is said to be. So. Well, if it's true, then, Speedy, is it true that he drives a Corvette. No. Who said no. I drove a Corvette? <laughs> I never That's said what that. you told me. I told you I drove a Corvette. <laughs> the only Corvette I have it's the only Corvette I have is the one that's in my pants. <laughs> I drive it a hundred, baby. There you go. Uh there you go. That and we was, lost him. <laughs> and we lost him. So there you go. That's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um we will be back uh, next week. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, to the weekend crunch. Stay tuned for the Weekend Crunch every single Saturday. Do Is there an Islander game this week? I'm not I sure. I think there was, yeah. No, I this th- coming? This I think coming? there Yeah, I think I checked it. There was like three weeks in a row there was. All right, so our, our show will be after the Islander game, about 10, 15, 10, 30. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I would like to thank Ike Feldman for joining us and giving us his UFC take and being a pain in the ass that he always <laughs> is. Uh, I'd like to thank all the fans that listen to our shows. Great shows throughout the day. Speedy, what do we got tomorrow? Tomorrow we have the Ryan Hickey Show, 9 to 11 a.m. We got the Beast Show, 5 to 6 p.m. And we got Sports Betting Weekly, 8 to 9 p.m., all Eastern time. Interesting, as always. And we have a lot of new shows coming to our network. As you guys know, if you want to spank Speedy's ass, no, no, not, no. He's not going to wear one wear underwear before he goes to bed. So this will be good for you guys. And nobody is coming to my house. Uh, coming at as always. Anyways, uh, that's it for our show. We will be back next week for Down to the Wire. It'll be the last week for the names of Down to the Wire and Below the Mic because the week after, yes, the week after, the new and improved show of Speedy. The Sports Loudmouths. So there you go. And Speedy PD will be a very important uh, presence to the show. Until then, this is Errol Marks and Speedy PD saying goodnight. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.